This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's the Preston and Steve show minus Preston and Steve. Uh, it is uh, Casey Boy here with uh, Kathy Romano, Nick McElwain. Uh, Preston's got the flu, and uh, he has been whomped by this. And so, you know, we were all uh, took the day off yesterday, um, and we're going to continue uh, on with that trend today. Preston out, uh, Steve out, but we are going to run... Well, we like to call an enhanced best of, but uh, we do have uh, some business to take care of. So let's start with this. Kathy, I've never done a weather report ever in my entire life. Oh, do you have it over there? I do. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is what we're looking at today. It looks like about a high of 48. We're going to be mostly cloudy and then cloudy throughout the day with uh, some rain showers, about 80% chance of rain uh, to start around dinner time. And then uh, I believe that is all going to clear up uh, hopefully by tomorrow. We're going to have uh, AM clouds uh, tomorrow and then followed by sun. Uh, so that was my very first weather report well ever. Like Thank it. you very much. Good I think probably, probably said um, but uh, maybe too much. <laughs> but let's move on to this uh, traffic, Kathy. Yeah, we have uh, looks like an accident on Westchester Pike in Newtown Square between Boot Road and Rock Ridge Road. Uh, also in Lower Frederick Township, Gravel Pike between Hendricks Road and Colonial Drive. Another accident there on the major roadways here. Okay, 95, Schuylkill, the Vine all moving along nicely this morning. And then in New Jersey, 295, 42, and 55 are clear. No problems crossing the bridges or on mass transit. This traffic report brought to you by Ashley Home Store. Ashley's Black Friday sale starts now. Save 25% off all furniture or 60 months no interest financing. Shop early and save big at Ashley in Pottstown, Warminster, Ben Salem, and Maple Shade. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, here we are, Tuesday, November 15th, and Catherine Mons got the news for you. Yes, in news this morning, the University of Virginia lifted a campus-wide lockdown Mondays, hours after three students were killed and two injured in a shooting rampage on a charter bus that returned from a field trip, authorities say. Deshaun Perry, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Devin Chandler, all of whom played football at the school, were killed, said University President Jim Ryan. The names of the two people who were wounded have not been released. This is sad, shocking, and a tragic day for our UVA community, Ryan said at a news briefing on Monday, adding that authorities did not have a full understanding of the circumstances surrounding the shooting. The suspected shooter, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., is a former UVA football player, though he didn't appear in any games. He was arrested just before 11 a.m. Monday, about 75 miles southeast of Charlottesville. Ryan said 22-year-old Jones is a student at the 22,000 student school. Jones faces three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun to commit a felony. The shooting prompted a university-wide shelter-in-place order that lasted about 12 hours. University Police Chief Timothy Longo received word that Jones was in custody during the briefing. Just give me a moment to thank God, breathe a sigh of relief, Longo said. Details about the arrest was not immediately released. Longo said Jones Jr. first came to the attention of the department's threat assessment team after he was reportedly involved in a hazing incident. That case was eventually closed after witnesses failed to cooperate with police. But Longo said that through the course of that investigation, they learned of a prior criminal incident involving a concealed weapon violation that occurred outside of the city of Charlottesville in February of 2021. The students on the bus were returning from seeing a play in Washington, D.C. for a class trip. Ryan said counseling and psychological services would be made available to students. Classes were canceled Monday and Tuesday, as was a UVA basketball game. 
A 10-year-old boy is being praised for his quick thinking after he says a woman tried to lure him away in Pottstown on Friday. Mm. Sammy Green was walking home after school when a woman started following him on High Street. Uh, started walking with him and asking him where his family was. Kept asking where his dad was, said uh, Sam Green, the boy's father. Sammy did not know the woman, but she insisted that she knew the child's family and she said that he was supposed to come with her. Sammy knew something was wrong and decided to go for help at a store that he was familiar with. Surveillance video shows him walking into Danny B. Funky and going straight to the cashier to whisper something to her. He said, act like you're my mom. This lady is following me, Green said. Wow. Yep. In the video, the cashier put herself between Sammy and the woman who was still standing at the door. Uh, they then walked over to the door, pulled it shut and locked it, and that's when the woman left. Uh, we were watching the video. I cry every time, said Sammy's father. Police have since tracked the woman down. She's being referred for mental health help. The shop owner, Danny Small, praised Sammy for doing the right thing and praised her employee for helping the little boy. I am very proud of her. Hannah is a 17-year-old young lady. She did everything correctly, Small said. So I you know, I wish Steve were here right now because I had a thing that happened to me. It was uh, about a year ago. I was driving down the street, and there was a little kid who was too small to be walking mm. by himself on the street. Yeah. And I, thank God I have my child with me. But I was like, I should make sure that this kid is okay. Now, I know in my heart I was doing the right thing. But to anybody else... Yeah, on, right. This uh, man's like, looking this at this man little is, kid. And, and I, I was like, hey, are you okay? You know, <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, and then yeah. as it turns out, like up the street a little bit more, kind of around the corner where I, what I can only assume were... Uh, his mom and sister or whatever, okay. but but I look like a total like creeper. Do you I know, know what it's I mean? A, it's a shame though. You know that it, it would be uh, you know less suspecting if it was a female that was asking a child if they were okay. But right. all you're really trying to do is help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you look like a creeper. When I look like a creeper. Yeah. But I had my child with me, so less maybe of, less of a creeper. Yeah, whatever. One you already got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do always look at like you know little kids if they are by themselves. I'll watch them until I see if they've gone to an adult or you know somebody that's in the air. Mm-hmm. A beloved animal at Funny Farm Rescue in Mays Landing is missing after a busy day at the farm. After lunchtime, I noticed we couldn't find him, said Laurie Zelensky, founder and president of Funny Farm Rescue and Sanctuary. Squiggy, a tiny black and white rooster who's become a fan favorite in his two years at the animal sanctuary, went missing. We always joke and say he's like a kitten in a rooster's body. He's a bantam rooster, which makes him smaller, said Zelensky. Uh, he's been missing since Tuesday, November 8th, so a week now. Uh, Tuesdays are visiting days at the farm and Zelensky says last Tuesday was especially busy because some schools were off for election day. Uh, she says she, she believes it's a good possibility possibility that the rooster was taken. Uh, she said she would have have to put time limits on how long guests could hold him because he was so popular. She said his eyes will shut right in your lap. It's absolutely adorable. Squiggy is also a new father to seven new baby chicks. Uh, the rescue does have surveillance cameras and the footage is being reviewed. They're offering a $1,900 reward uh, uh, for the rescue of Squiggy. So if you have any information about Squiggy, you're being asked to contact uh, the Funny Farm Rescue in Mays Landing. In sports this morning. All sacks are yummy. Eagles lost to the Washington Commanders last night at the link. I know, bummer. At least one missed call by the referees helped the Commanders get to a 32-21 win on a third and one in the fourth quarter with the Eagles down by two. Jillian Hurts completed a pass to tight end Dallas Goddard, linebacker Jamin Davis. 
clearly grabbed and pulled Goddard's face mask as he attempted to tackle him, and a simultaneous hit by John Ridgway knocked the ball loose. The commanders recovered, and a 55-yard Joey Sly field goal put Washington up by six. The Eagles had two more chances to answer, but their best opportunity was ruined by another turnover. This one on a Quez Watkins fumble following a 51-yard completion. The Eagles are on the road Sunday with a game in Indianapolis against the Colts. Kickoff will be at 1 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won two in a row to improve to 7-7, seven and seven, are off until Friday when they'll host the Milwaukee Bucks in a nationally televised game. And the Flyers, who have lost three straight games, are on the road tonight. They'll take on the Blue Jackets in Columbus. The puck will drop at 7.30. And that is what I have for you this morning. Awesome. Thank you very much, Kathy. For those of you just tuning in right now, uh, Preston and Steve are out today. Preston got womp with the flu. Steve is actually, I don't want to say he's sick because he's not sick. But he's resting he his is, voice. He's resting his voice as well. So uh, what we're going to do this morning is uh, just what we like to call an enhanced best of. Um, but there are, you know, business as usual. Uh, Tuesday it is. Oh, my God. What does that sound like? Freaking Yoda. Uh, Tuesday it is. Uh, so we're going to have a Tattoo So if you uh, text Yoda's it, hosting this morning. Oh, my God. Text Tattoo. That's T-A-T-T-O-O. You're going to have a Yoda off later in the morning. <laughs> you versus Kathy. But text Tattoo to 39333, and you can win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Tattoo on the presidency. So it's presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia for artwork samples. You can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or you can check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. So that's happening. We also have this really cool thing uh, on Tuesdays now uh, with Primo Hoagie. So at some point in, in the morning, Kath, I'll have you give away this uh, MMR okay. uh, tailgate Tuesday prize pack. It's like a $100 Primo gift card, case of Michelob Ultra, blah, blah, blah. So nice. we also didn't do a letter yesterday for the word of the week, uh, which is a $500 gift card from Joseph Anthony Retreat and uh, Spa and Salon. Nice. So, I was just there. Dude, it's like so nice. my favorite place. And you went to the Glenn Mills one, right? <laughs> I, did, I, I was in the Philly one a couple of months ago with Marissa. And then, uh, yeah, just two weeks ago, I was at the one in Glenn Mills. I haven't been to Philly, but Glenn Mills, that was that's like my old stomping grounds there. But then they have one in Springfield as well. Yep. Um, so uh, it's going to be a four letter word this week uh and then this is the gift that you cannot go wrong with uh you know the holidays coming yeah oh absolutely uh-huh. uh-huh so we're gonna do that uh lesson learned we got some tickets to see home alone oh this is like uh the, the john williams uh orchestra thing that they do oh so cool it says home alone featuring renowned composer john williams charming and delightful score performed by a live uh philadelphia orchestra oh, so cool. we're gonna give those tickets away and then we're gonna uh, we're not gonna do a stupid question but we will give away a stupid question prize in a little bit. But uh, like I said, Preston is out today. Steve is out today. We're going to do an enhanced best of, and uh, we'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is 6.37. Do not adjust your dial. This is not Preston Elliott. Uh, Preston and Steve are, <clears throat> are out today. Preston got womp with the flu. Um, you know, the camp out for hunger last week was uh, taxing on him, and, and he came down with it. 
I guess on on Saturday there was there was no hint that it was uh, on the horizon. He just got up and got whomped with it and had been bedridden all weekend long. Uh, you know, uh, tried to rally to come in this morning. Uh, didn't like like look like it was going to happen. Steve is resting his voice. He feels fine, but resting his voice. So. What we're going to do is an enhanced best of this morning. So you're going to hear some clips uh, from you know previous shows. But we do have to do business as usual. So uh, normally we do a stupid question here. We're not going to do that. Kathy, pick a caller, any caller. Ooh, okay. Let's go with caller number 12. All right. Caller number 12, 215-263-WMMR. You'll win a Hand and Stone gift card. And that's good for a free massage or facial. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa's pre-sale Black Friday BOGO. That's buy one, get one for those of you who don't know. The event is happening right now through November 23rd. Buy a gift card at guest pricing. Get a free promotional gift card. Search for the location nearest you and check out their exclusive online offers. Restrictions apply. See Spa for details. Kathy, you got the uh, word on the street? I do. Uh, in Christiana, Delaware, we've got a closure along 273 eastbound. is closed between Edinburgh Drive and Churchman's Road, Route 58. Uh, in New Jersey, 42 freeway westbound at Route 130, we've got the center lane blocked with an accident. You're jammed back to 295. 42 north heavy from lower landing road to 295. 55 northbound jam Stepford to the 42 freeway. 95 southbound heavy from Cotman through to Bridge on the Vine. Westbound, you're backing up 8th to Broad, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Schuylkill eastbound slows the Blue Route into Scott Conchahawken, the boulevard, the Spring Garden, a westbound side from City to Belmont, and then again at the Conchahawken Curve. 422 eastbound slowing Trooper to First Avenue, and then on the 30 bypass, we've got some slow traffic from 322 to 113 and an accident in Newtown Square, Westchester Pike at Rock Ridge Road. This traffic report brought to you by TeethKeepers.com, dental and vision plans for everyone, starting at under $8 a month at TeethKeepers.com. Go to TeethKeepers.com and enroll today. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Today is Billy Joel's 70th birthday. That's uh, that's a big deal in anybody's life, uh, but especially for a guy who has, you know, uh, been a big part of a whole lot of people's lives with as much uh, popular music as he has written and performed over the years. It's you know, it's a big deal. The topic, you know, we, I know we talked about this earlier. Right here, this song, I Stop. Oh, do you? This is the song. This is actually one of the first Billy Joel songs I heard. And I, I remember thinking... How do you play the piano that fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you see him do yeah, it, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, two hands yeah. and really, 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 really fast. It's both of his index fingers on that particular part. But um, it, it when we were talking about his birthday earlier, Casey was playing scenes from an Italian restaurant. And that's a, how long is that song? Six minutes plus, probably? Yeah, Something probably like around there. Let me, I can find out. It's a, it's a longer tune, and it made me think of... Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, so it made me think of those... Pieces of music that sometimes because of their length, they don't get played. They haven't over the years gotten played that often. And when you would hear them on the radio, it'd be like, oh, dude, they're playing. They're playing it. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, Hurry or you, up. Or you even call your friend. Dude, yeah, turn it on. Yes, they're yes. playing it right now. And then shut up. And then <laughs> shut up. But one of the tops on my list, this is one of those. I would always... If I was on my way, wherever it was, I would either stop or I would take a longer route and just drive and continue and listen to right. it, no matter what I was doing. Uh, but one that, that always was that way when it would come on the radio for me growing up was uh, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Oh, yeah. From Crosby, Stills, Nash. And yeah. because that's an eight-minute long song or something like that, and it was just... So anthemic and so sing-along that I would take extra time no matter where I was, what I was doing. I'm like, oh, my God, they're playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I'm sh- it still happens. I know, even though it's it wasn't as when songs like this were in their heyday. It, you know, you would have to wait to hear it. Yep. Now everything's sort of on demand. But even still, so many people, like when we talk about the high school students who listen to listen to MMR yep. and and love to hear like the the double shots and all that stuff. There's still something about that communal feeling of hearing it with other people, you but, know? But are the days of uh, calling your friend and going, dude, put her on WMMR. Yeah, yeah. Are those those yeah, are kind of over, aren't I they? I think so. Unless yeah. it's a, uh, a figging conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I still don't know what it is. Somebody's got to yeah. fill me in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I still, but n- now it's different because now I'll take video of me singing it and okay. then send it to that person. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Or yeah. if, even if I hear it, like if I'm in a store or something. Yeah. You, uh, just like yes. you're trying to say. And you yeah. have no idea how many videos I have <laughs> singing that song. That's great. <laughs> uh, this song in particular was part of my, my buddy Kevin Costello, who you've met uh, at uh, Clearwater a couple of different times. This was on a mixtape, so there was a summer where I listened to this song basically every single day. Mm. But the song that I would drive around to, and it was new to me, at my senior year of high school, Hotel California. Really? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then it, when I was uh, entering my freshman year of college, I, I bought The Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 2 because it wasn't on Volume 1. And I bought it Volume 2. And my roommate that year ended up ruining the song for me because he listened to it, that and Runaway Train by Soul Asylum every single day. I, I always, to me, it always has to be, I think, a longer song. It mm-hmm. has to be. And, and songs with changes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sweet Judy Like Blue Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and that's... Uh, that's always cool to me. Yeah, Hotel yeah. California is six and a half minutes long. And by the way, the like uh, it used to be the norm on radio. You, you know, it was. Uh, that's why they make such a big thing about um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in yeah. the movie about the the length of the song. It was just not a common thing to have a song oh, yeah. that long yeah. played on regular airplane. Yeah, what? if you're going to have a hit, you uh, yeah. you got to make it fit. So you got to cut it down to three oh five. That's Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of and that's uh, what song was that? Mm. The Entertainer. Yeah, The Entertainer. Um, one of the songs that was first to branch out like that was uh, Hey Jude. Yeah. Uh, from the Beatles. That was over seven minutes long and, and completely unheard of in the 1960s. And that can be one, too. All right, I'm going to take a ride. I'm going to listen wow. to this whole song. You know what I mean? I didn't realize it was seven minutes long. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely got some meat to it. Uh, the last four songs on Abbey Road with Golden Slummers in there. I mean, that's that's stop and listen. You're gonna you want to hear the whole thing out. If you don't, it feels incomplete. Uh, but like a special moment on the radio was American Pie by Don McLean. Like there for, you go. That's that's a story that's being told. My yep. dad introduced me to the song. And, and did you hear it first in its long version? Because yes. there was a radio friendly, I know, short version that was like. Uh, okay. The three the three stations that I listened to growing up were uh, WMMR, uh, WYSP, and WMGK, and and those three stations, including this one, would compete one, with one another with, for songs like that. Yeah, yeah. And when when it would come on. If it w- I was with my family, if I was with my friends, it didn't matter. It was a special moment. Yeah. My younger years, obviously, it was spent listening to popular music, uh, a lot of, like, 50s stuff. And then when I got into high school is when I was uh, sort of introduced to what we now know as classic rock. And uh, and so that's why, you know, it, it was all new to yeah, me. Yeah, you were hearing it for the first time. I was hearing it for the first time. I had a great guy. He was, my, uh, he was the uh, manager at the pool that I worked at. And he would quiz me on, you know, all right, who is this? What's the name of this song? And so I really got it. My, my brother introduced me to a lot of stuff. He was stuff. like your Mr. Miyagi of, <laughs> he was of like classic that. rock. Um, I'm still like a piker compared to all of you guys. But there was another song, a long song, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. That was another oh, one. That- yes. All of those. Anthemic. Of yeah. 
Yeah, when this, you, you heard that opening guitar riff. Oh, like, okay, yeah. this is what I'm doing for the next eight and a half minutes of my yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And take a detour, whatever it may be. And uh, <laughs> So Jim Steinman, right? Isn't that the guy's name? Yeah. Who wrote all these things. And uh, I remember they, there were some people who were pretty dismissive of this stuff. And I always thought, what what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's fun, rock, endemic. It spoke to, listen, it spoke oh, to me. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I got to say, you guys were the ones who told me it was within the last two years that the Phil Rizzuto call at the end He's of the song. Sex. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just, it was just a baseball game. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> no, that's him trying yep. to get to the bases. He's rounding sex. He's pulling out his penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, right before he slides into home. She says, stop Stop right, right and she denies him. Yeah. And then he swears he would love her for the rest of his life. And guess what? He got some that He's night. He's putting on a condom. And he hated it right after right after he finished his business. He uh-huh. knew. The regret. Yeah. And I'm praying for the end of time. Uh-huh. It's what happens after you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting very yeah. medical I'm being now. Very yeah, yeah, you're using all the graphic Anytime that terminology. I'm, yeah. If it's somebody I really didn't want to be with, I regret it right after that moment. Don't ever let a boy... Yeah, but I. (laughs) Hey, going back to uh, American Bi real quick. Did you guys know that um, some of it was written on Temple's campus? Really? Yeah, yeah. Somebody texted that that in, and uh, yeah, he started. Don McLean started writing it in uh, in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs, and then finished the song right here in Philadelphia, PA. And to piggyback off of that, a story. How did I not know this? Yesterday, we were talking about comfortably numb. Yep, another six minute song was written at the Spectrum. Here in Philadelphia. Get the F out. Yeah, no. Nick. Or he up. was inspired to write it. Yeah, Nick, pull up the uh, Wikipedia on that one. Comfortably because... Numb was written at the Spectrum. Yeah. Yes. I was reading it at the press, and you introduced me to a site uh, years ago called songfacts.com. And yeah. uh, I was reading the story about Comfortably Numb. People haven't interpreted it a lot in different ways over the years, but the way that um, he wrote it had nothing to do with self pleasure or heroin. It had to do with um, an illness. He was actually sick. And a doctor came in and gave him some shot, and it made him feel all wonky and stuff. And it's basically about that. I thought the whole, uh, you know, just a little pinprick will have him be back here on your feet again. Yeah. I thought it was it was shooting him up with heroin to, to fix him up. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I, I heard it, always heard it in a different way because uh, yeah. I because I I always carry the imagery of the movie. Yeah. You know when he's sick in bed. Yeah. 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 And uh, as a kid. Uh, but I had no idea. How about that? Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm going to plug in my phone because I don't mm. think we have this in the system. And Do you know? Somebody had texted this in. Yes. Wait. Oh, uh, no, it's not supposed to be playing yet. Sergeant oh, Pepper. Son of a bitch. Is about the Riddle Ale House. Oh, no. my God. Yeah. Oh, hey, and, and that's gone, by the way. It's they not around anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a shame. All right, somebody had texted in with this one. When this would come on the radio... Uh, crank it up, Casey. This was this was an event. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. already playing. So it's going to take it a moment uh, to get going. But this this song is eleven minutes long, and this is timely with the new movie coming up. And this is a this is a masterpiece. In my, it's actually two songs, but uh, you can't play one without playing the other. And it, no, exactly. And that's a whole other conversation, too. which pisses me off when yeah. they only play part of it. I know, and, and especially on CDs. When CDs the tr- messed it up. Shh, knock it off. I know. Cut it out. <laughs> Uh, but this is um, Love Lies, B- Funeral for a Friend, which is this part of it, yeah. into Love Lies Bleeding from uh, Elton John. And when this would come on the air, number one, I would turn my radio up as loud as it could possibly go. Preston, I would lay down and I would put the full speakers yeah. on each side of my head pointed at me on on our... Uh, <laughs> because and it's of, a wonder why you... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Right. Turn this part up right now in your car. 
It sounds huge when you got it cranked up. And it keeps getting better. Yeah. Do you know this song at all, Case? No. Wow. Kathy's You've never heard this? My favorite part of it. And I would stare at that album cover that's up on the uh, screen here of him walking onto yeah. the elevator road with a yeah. mural. Want me to get to the? Let uh, all eleven minutes play. Uh, let's just yeah. yeah. Let's just listen to it. No, I'll move it to where it really gets going. Hang on. Yeah, this part. This is where the uh, this when is the where, guitars uh, kick in. Uh, Love Lies Bleeding yeah. starts kicking in, but it's case you would love it. I know the type of music you like. Yeah, you. I'm surprised I don't know this. This is Elton John's rock. Yep. First record I got was it really? Yeah, when, when, when I got my when, when I got my first stereo, this and Aretha, uh, no, no, this and Roberta Flack for some reason. Roberta Flack. My parents didn't exactly know what to get me. <laughs> Turn up, this is the hook oh, right yeah. here. So, and then, then we'll move on to something else. So that was that was one of those songs that was an absolute radio event when it would come on. Um, and there's a bunch of them, man. Uh, like. Uh, there's some yes songs like round or, or not roundabout, but uh, all good people. When that will come uh, on, yes, yeah, I, yes, I would, yes, 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 yes. I would I would stop what I was doing, and for like you said, Casey. All right, next eight minutes, I'm in. I'm I'm uh I'm just gonna hang here for a while, and uh, and it was always cool to have that happen. I'm having a, there you go. I hate to be the old guy in the room, but. Do we have any of these anymore, or are these because all of these endemic songs like this tend to be classic? Yeah, you know, we do. We just you just don't listen to them. Like uh, the, there are new popular songs from younger bands that um, they don't get radio play because they're six seven minutes long, but right. they're on the albums. People just don't listen to entire albums. All right, anymore. so so there is a couple of songs that I think are sort of long and multi um, uh, passion pit. Uh, the Killers, yeah. Um, do they have long ones? They well, do. Yeah. Uh, I know that there. Are, I know that there are long songs like you know. I mean, Rush, twenty one twelve. Yeah. It's a, it's twenty minutes long, but they don't. They never played that on the radio. What so about you would listen to that at home? No, that's true. But I'm saying when it would come on, you're like, okay, this. I wasn't. I didn't pull up my phone. I didn't intend to play this. This just came into my life right it's now. A gift, and I am going to listen to this from beginning to end. That hippie on the radio was playing it. <laughs> There's a great song called uh, "Kings and Queens" by Thirty Seconds to Mars, and it got mild radio play, but it's it's too long, you know. And and people, uh, but it's it's. Within the last ten years, and uh, it's a great song, but it we'll just didn't that. didn't stick around for very long. All yeah. right, here's another one that uh, my best friend Ben and I. It was our tune. We just we jammed out to it no matter what. And Steve, you're gonna love this. One bourbon, one scotch, and one <laughs> beer. Oh! Steve hates George Thorogood, but that was that was a tune, and it was a long one, and it was a story, and it was fun, and, yeah. and we would always make sure that we stopped. 
what we were doing and rocked out to it, Marissa. I thought there'd be more U2 songs on the li- on this list, but I realized they're all like under five minutes. They just feel longer. Well, well, no, if you, uh, bad. Bad. Oh, okay. The live version. Bad, bad, the live version. I'll stop what I'm doing. Yes, yeah, that, that. that has to be listened to. And, and that's a case, too, where I think the bad, the, or the bad, the live version exceeds the, yep. the original recording. Agreed. So mine from life is uh, from the Dazing and Fuse soundtrack, and it's Hurricane by Bob Dylan. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. No, cur- no chorus. No chorus. And, and it actually doesn't really exist anywhere on the internet, yeah. except a very few videos. So when it does come on, I still, to this day, will stop whatever I'm doing and sing along. Yeah, why is that? Does Dylan just control the rights to it, and, and the music company takes it down if it ever gets posted? Yeah. Is that how it works, Jake? I think he's very protective of that song in particular. Like he hasn't played it in concert in twenty some years, um, so I think it's just like the you know the story behind that song. All right, Chuck, you got popped in here. You got something to say? Yeah, a couple things. One, a song that comes to mind immediately is um, "Blinded by the Light." Yeah, love yeah. it. The the yeah. the man, um, man, for man, man for man. Yeah, the Bill Cosby right. version. Another one is John Cougar Mellencamp's um, "I Need a Lover." I need a lover. That's crazy. a long one. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would absolutely. You know. Just you got to hear the whole thing. Stop whatever I'm going to do. The whole effing thing. <laughs> uh, so did you say I'm your captain? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure because we, we do have that in our system. Okay. And I yeah. was like, all right, what yeah. song is that? Do you know it? Keep listening. Yeah, That's I know it. Tune. Uh, so I'll mention some of these that are on our phone lines because we're not going to go on our phone calls. Uh, we have uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this song has so many. It's got sections. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. We got, like sections. It's got different sections to it, movements, if you will. Which of your songs have sections? Uh, somebody's saying, uh, Peter Frampton, do you feel like we do? Uh, wow. That one I listened to on repeat at uh, Mushrooms in College, and I sat in a chair for like five hours straight, and I listened to that song over and over and over again. <laughs> This is a great song, Steve. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, so, Peter Frampton, do you feel like you do? Yeah, that's definitely a journey that you're taking, as uh, Pierre has said, to use one of his words. What's this? this is Focus, Focus from Focus, man. Uh, then you have uh, somebody says, Inagata Davida. Inagata Davida. That's like 22 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. that's. 22, really? Yeah. Too much. Too much. So, they were just. Iron Butterfly was just in, um, like, the Reading area. My buddy owns a restaurant out there. They were playing the restaurant? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know whoever the lead singer guy is or whatever, but he was sat there on... Ladies and gentlemen, at table 11, I am Butterfly. (laughs) But I have video of him doing Inagata DeVita on the piano. Really? Yes. Just him, just sitting there inside this restaurant. Did anyone ask him to do that? Yeah. Hey, we're trying uh, to eat over here, buddy. <laughs> so is uh, Boston's foreplay a long time in that category for you guys? Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's definitely got some length to it. A lot of people are texting in uh, Jungle Land by Bruce. That's, uh, I believe, oh, yeah. nine minutes and 33 seconds long. Is it that long? Yeah. That last part. The way that we reference it, it's nine minutes and 33 seconds yeah. long. Oh, there you go. Ah, I get it. But at the end, oh! Yeah. With the reverb and all that stuff when he's going on. You ever see the documentary on this uh, on this record where because yeah. the tracks were all laid down, but Bruce really was the conductor in the orchestra, and he he let Clarence play and jam, but Bruce inserted it into the, into the song the way that you hear it, and it's genius. Yeah. 
Uh, people are texting in Freebird. That's definitely one if if you're in the right mood. The Almond Brothers have a couple. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. More than a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> That we don't like the Rangers. The magic rat drove his slick machine. Um, you know, actually, I like this period of Bruce before he became a Nebraska yeah. farmer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of texts that are coming in of, of you know, kind of deep cuts that weren't really um, radio airplay. Although somebody's saying, you know, like Stranglehold from uh, Ted Nugent, uh, Stairway to Heaven is a bit of a, a commitment as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, Stairway to Heaven is immediate tune out for me. Uh, I, really? I just, it's just been beaten to death. So, and the second that I hear it, I'm gone. I used to love it. Oh, you know what? Another one, Layla. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's one. Yes. So when you get to the the piano break, mm-hmm. you got to get to that. Yep. Uh, yeah, all That's the way through. That's got sections, too. It's got really sections. Nice. We like sections. <laughs> Guys, sorry I was late for work, uh, yeah. but Layla came on the radio. Yeah, and yeah. I Wait, had to see it all the way through to the very end. Uh. Back to Stairway to Heaven for a second. I remember thinking, like, what is the big deal? Why does everybody always go crazy over it? And then when it would come on the radio, I'm like, I need to listen to this to see, like, what the big deal is. And then I ended up getting into it and okay. would listen to it every time it played. Oh, there was a time when I loved it, and I just I, I kind of outgrew it after a while. But then I remember not uh, a couple of years ago. I'm like, I, it came on. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll spend some time with it. And it really is a great song. Do you know what happened though, Preston? And you remember this about so throughout the years as a you know rock radio listener, when they would do like the songs of summer, the top 500 countdown. Wait around to see what's going to be number one. I don't need to. It's going to be Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, there were three that yeah. would always be where I grew up. It was either Stairway to Heaven, Free Bird, or Layla. That's and the, it. Those were the three. Yeah, yeah. And you knew it was going to be one of them. Uh, but, but, but Stairway to Heaven is not even, in my humble opinion, it's not the best Led Zeppelin song. No, it's not my favorite Led Zeppelin yeah. song. No. By the way, I've gotten into No Quarter quite a bit uh, over the last couple of years because that song was never on my radar whatsoever and now i'm like wow how did this one escape me for so long no quarter no quarter by led zeppelin i'm gonna sound like an idiot because i don't know that song just from the title alone yeah i'll I'll, um see if i can find it it's like thank you next by our underground (laughs) no it's really 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 (laughs) moody um but by the way do you guys do you have an idea uh, in our uh, library here. What song? It's library. <laughs> library. What song is the longest song that we have in our... The longest song we have, would that mm-hmm. be... Uh, well, besides Alice's Restaurant? Alice's Restaurant's actually like sixth, seventh well, place. You've well, got it here in front of me, and yeah, I yeah, looked yeah, at yeah, it. Is so. it Supper's Ready? That's second That's place. That's number two. Supper's Ready is one of my favorite long songs. I'm a big fan of Genesis. Is Pierre, it a Pink Floyd song? Pierre would know. Yeah, it is a Pink Floyd song. All right. Is it... Animals? No. Is it... It's uh, animals. I don't see marmons. No, no, because dogs is in there, but that's not number one. Dogs is like like eleventh place. <laughs> is it uh, Shih Tzu's? Shine on you, crazy diamond. It is not. Shine on you is thirteen twenty seven. Oh, pigs. I'll give you a hint, Nick. Say say that again. The title. Shine on you, crazy diamond. Shine on you, crazy diamond. Yeah. What? 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 Part two. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Repeating? 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 Right back at me? Right, right back, back at me? <laughs> What's going on? I'm not What's getting it. On? You're not getting it? No. Oh. 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 <laughs> Is anybody else getting it? Echo. Marissa's got Echo. it. Echo. 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 Echo.
Sing what is right it in front of me? Echoes. Echoes. Oh, we were we were repeating. It was what an echo. I, my my my, uh, my <laughs> little Twitter thing on my phone kept uh, going. You uh, got distracted by Twitter. <laughs> I got distracted by Twitter. Gotcha. Somebody brought up the loadout, Jackson Brown. I understand. Uh, there you go, Steve. Ah. Yes, that absolutely. I right? clearly remember one time having to be somewhere. It was important, and that came on. Now the lights. But the stage is all empty. Let the roadies take the stage. I love that song, and that would that would change my course of whatever I was doing. We got Richard Pryor on the video. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Preston, this is no quarter right here. Okay. This is no quarter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's about him standing in front of a vending machine. <laughs> Anybody have a quarter? No, no quarter. Does anybody have a quarter? No quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a Zagna. Back then, they only yeah, cost a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> In the um, hall of the Marmont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Conveyor uh, of Ebola virus. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some Twitter posts uh, coming in include, like Casey had said, Hotel California. Uh, November Rain is getting a lot of mention. You know what? I was never a massive fan of that song. Yeah. Uh, At that point, I appreciate the song. At that point, I had... Started to uh, really not like Axl Rose. Oh no! See, I was uh, yeah. that was like right in my in your, in my I, wheelhouse. I appreciate you know that whole deal, but it was like to me it seemed very pompous. Uh, here's a long one, and uh, I, you guys believe it or not, I was listening to this song yesterday because I have it in my collection. Is uh, "Rapper's Delight" from the Sugar Hill Gang? Really, I love that song, and it's a long one too. It's probably the first rap song I yeah. ever heard. And it would come on where I, where I learned it was at the skating rink. You guys know me; I was a total yeah, roller absolutely. roller skater. And I was like, "There's this song where the people are talking in it. <laughs> they don't sing." Can you recite the lyrics? Uh, I said, "Hip hop, hip it, hip it, hip hip hop, and you don't stop." A rocket to the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. <laughs> and now I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello. Uh, to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, the purple and yellow. Yes, I'm Caucasian, very. <laughs> and I don't have the delivery, but oh yeah, here we go. Now, I only remember uh, Wonder Mike's section because there were like three different guys, I think. That, oh, were there? That rap. The hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, hop, you don't stop the rocket to the bang, bang, boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm a rapping to the beat. Seeing me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. And it's actually, <laughs> what is the song they sample? Because that was sampling. Good times. Good times, yeah. Bep, bep. Good times. Every time you meet a payment. Oh, wrong song. There's a the purple and yellow, but first I got a bang bang. I gotta I gotta relearn this most definitely. Rap has definitely evolved over the years. There is a comedian I don't know who it is, but he talks about how rap used to be compared to what it was. He's like, you know, oh yeah, yeah. I went down to the hat store and bought myself a hat. I think that might have been. Uh, Donald Glover. Is it Donald yeah, Glover? Yeah, okay. It's a little, <laughs> little bit, little different now. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. I bought myself a hat. <laughs> I mean, and, and like, that's the way it was. Even the Beastie Boys, like yeah. the, one of their lyrics is like, "It's like Fred Flintstone driving around with both feet." It's like that. How how is that? That's I not know. edgy. Whatever. I'll stir fry you in my wok. <laughs> 
I'm pulling it right now because I learned the words of that song from the Wedding Singer soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, the old lady. Oh, it was, it was, the yeah. first verse and yeah. then passes it on. That was a good seg- uh, section of that movie. That uh, was in sections. <laughs> Eric up here has uh, Jesus of Suburbia, Green Day. A lot of people are texting in yes, that. It's and, a good song. And uh, Casey, pull up the length on that. It's uh, and the girth. nine minutes. <laughs> and the girth. Cap. Uh, what were you going to say? No, I never mind. <laughs> okay. No, you should say it. Yeah, you have to. Wait, we're talking about not having a delay. I don't know if I can say that. Write it down. Spell it or write it down or something <laughs> no, like that? No, so here, I'll, I'll paraphrase. So she, It's just a side note. My friend texted me and said, Ew, I cannot listen to Stairway to Heaven ever since I had to go to the prom with a family friend who was basically like a cousin to me, and he got a little you-know-what when they were dancing. No way. Oh, he got a boner. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Look, he's got a boner. <laughs> boner. All right, here's another one, uh, which... Look, he's got a boner. <laughs> That's one of my favorite drops. It's a good that one. That needs to be at the ready. Hit it again. Oh, why one more time. Turn out. He's got a boner. Oh. <laughs> Look, he's got a boner. <laughs> uh, I, there was a time when I would hear... Um, Sticks come sail away. Ah, uh, yes, that was another one that was a bit of a journey too, because it it had sections. Uh, well, journey, uh, journey. Let me see. Well, what yeah. would be the most end? I mean, there, obviously, there's so many. No, this Dur- is a great song. Journey from Journey would be. Uh, don't stop. No, 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 no. Love and touch and squeeze him. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Very hate yeah. you ask at the end with the refrain over and over. But yeah, this was. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it? No, I just... <laughs> I love it, actually. Set it up. Come on. More, more, please. I can't... Urgency. Oh, the words. <laughs> I want to be free. Dennis Young. He had a very high-pitched voice. Um, and then when it started... Listen, this was pop rock, but it was still... You know, I was a fan of uh, of absolutely. See, like Fish has, and I hate to always bring up because I know you guys don't give a crap. But they, (laughs) at least on every album, has one song that is like a um, song. It is like a song. (laughs) No, no, normal structure. No, it's it's you know songs in sections. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah, like a big, like a big long. See, a lot of times this sort of music would end up on. I'm Preston. You and I are fans of. Theme albums. Oh yeah, and a lot of times, concept yeah, albums, concept yeah. albums that would have. I was trying. It was well, explaining that to my son what a concept album was, right? And uh, because I had li- I played for him, Dark Side. I played for him, The Wall. Yeah, and I was so impressed with him because he goes, "Hey, is that like that Beatles one?" And he had basically named Golden Slumbers. I go, "Well, that's not a concept album, but those songs together kind of is is yeah. is what that you Second know what side the that- genius of that whole." Uh, that whole selection is though those those are all incomplete songs that they married together into what is a great song now. It was it, the George Martin yeah. genius. Yeah. yeah, isn't that kind of what Sweet Judy Blue Eyes was? Wasn't that yes. like four different songs? Three, three or different four. Songs? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they decided to you know what these can somehow or another jigsaw puzzle together and, and make into one great song. Two great tastes that taste great together. Exactly. Uh, so like uh, you know Rush and and this is getting aside a little bit from when a song would come on the radio and it would. Uh, it would detour you from whatever you were currently doing because you wanted to spend time with that. But if any, I, I mean, Rush is a you know yeah. you had Rush, you had Yes, you had uh, you had uh, uh, Genesis, uh, Pink Floyd. These were the bands that did those big, long form, awesome songs. And there's plenty of them out there because Hemisphere's side one is from Rush is incredible. 
Uh, but it's a it's a big list. It would never get played. You would on the radio. you would feel incomplete if you didn't hear as to was Nick was saying if you didn't hear the whole thing. Yeah. And it could be a five or six minute song, but there's a part of this song that if I don't hear it. Uh, I'm going to feel like I missed something, even though I've heard it 500 times. Here's one for you, Steve. Uh, texts are coming in. Uh, Nights in White Satin. Nights in White... Well, that's, again, one of yeah. the great concept albums of all time is Days of Future Past. Yeah. It's got the poetry. It's got the recorded... Uh, that weird recording method that they used. Yeah. yeah. In fact, when you started playing that Elton John song, that's what I thought it was, Press. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't it's, know. It, okay. Um, this is a party song, Nick, for your next frat party. <laughs> But you know what? As, as a teenager driving in my car, yeah. this is where I first heard it. I totally enjoyed that. And when it goes yeah. into the, the, the trippy poetry, uh, if you don't hear the trippy poem, you haven't heard the whole thing. Uh, Steve, okay, another one. And this did rarely get played on the radio, but uh, Fool's Overture from Super Tramp. So, Super Tramp, wow. I know you're a huge fan, as am I. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I, this is, I listen to them all the time, still do. Me too. F- Fool's Overture and the live version from the Paris concert. Yep. That is phenomenal. That band gets overlooked. Yes. I mean, they were they were phenomenal. And, Crime uh, of the century. Crisis, what crisis? And, and Fool's Overture. Is a that's a big piece, even it's in the really quietest big. moments. Yeah, uh, Marissa have, has brought in a list of a bunch of other ones that will. Whatever you're doing, you will you will stop and listen. Uh, Purple Rain, that's a big yes. listen as well. Um, Riders on the Storm, that's another one. Yes, yeah. that, so whenever you're in the right mood. Right, because it used to be the standard thing. Did you ever? You wouldn't have done it when you were Kenny Knight because it wouldn't have been the kind of music you'd play, right? But but on basic rock stations. On a rainy day, mm-hmm. right? We could play Riders of the Storm. You would absolutely want to go to Jim Morrison. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we lost you many years ago. Yeah, the old the old, the old FM style. Yep. In fact, was... when we play earlier clips of F of of of, of MMR. Oh yeah, you yeah. can hear that. Yeah, just well, take I flight think even on the Pierre pigeon's was... wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think even Pierre the Nighthawk was kind of like that. Yeah, uh, you're listening to WMMR. Tonight we pay tribute to the late great Jim Morrison, who often whipped his dong out of the stage and showed it to all who would view it. His statement. Oh, you're yeah, 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 no, no, I'm waiting. I, I, I didn't want to ruin. Um, you pursed your lips in a manner as if to suggest words were going to come forth. Well, I was going to ask you if you guys preferred this song over uh, over the end, you know, which is also like the sort of uh, the end is another. The end is I find this easier to listen to, but yeah. but I, I associate. The sequence that uses this in Apocalypse Now uh, oh, is yeah. so effing amazing. They're uh, napalming the the uh, the the, uh, the forest. Yeah. A few people have texted in one that I like. I, I want to know if you guys do as well. Uh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Yeah, I'd mentioned that earlier. Oh, did you? But you were probably going through the text. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Here's another one too. It's called Stranglehold. <laughs> How about this, Steve? Somebody had uh, texted him from Alan, Alan Parsons' project, iRobot. Uh, yes! Wow, yeah. that's a great song. And that album cover I loved. Yeah. It had a very sci-fi look to it. What's, that, what's the joke in uh, Austin Powers with the Alan Parsons' project? <laughs> Alan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so this is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, by uh, scientist Parsons, and or and it was the Allen team who right. joined up or something like that <laughs> yeah. for the Allen Parsons project. <laughs> you don't get it, do you? Mm. And Alan Parsons was, I think he was the 
uh, producer for Dark Side of the Moon. Really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he had that connection. Mm-hmm. So he had some trippy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, here are a few more that blame are on it on this. the rain. No, that's not <laughs> on here, dude. I love that song, man. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah. Yes, it's a Long Stone song, but you can't deny that rhythm. It's so good. It's just uh, it. it you Thank just, you. It makes you feel good. I like. Um, I feel bad for the devil. <laughs> You can't always get what you want. Uh, it's a long yeah. stone song, and then um, uh, it's just Piscataway. No, not not give me shelter. It's just Piscataway. It's just Piscataway. It's in um, New Jersey. <laughs> or no, it's in New York. This is a tribute to the great state of New Jersey <laughs> and one town in particular, Piscataway. Is Piscataway in New Jersey? Ah, uh, yes, it is. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> Marissa, Tim the Turnpike. <laughs> I have two, but I can't think of the second one, so I need help. It's Life's Been Good by Joe Walsh. Yeah. 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 And then what's you could the... have said you could think of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all the frazzled. The order was irrelevant to us as listeners. You were dealing with the personal struggle we need not have been brought into. What's the other one about becoming a rock star? Uh, by the Stones? No. Oh, oh Nickelback, shiny, yeah. No. The <laughs> Photograph by Nickelback. No, Rockstar by Nickelback. No, oh, it's driving yeah. me crazy. It's like uh, I'm a shining star and it's a whole progression about a guy like... Superstar? Oh, no, 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 no. No, that shooting star. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, shooting superstar. That's a bad company. That one. It's, it's a ballad. It's a story. Yes. But uh, Johnny was a schoolboy and when he learned his first Beatles <laughs> song yep. and so on and so forth. You know what this song reminds me of? Bizarrely... Adventures in babysitting. Oh, really? Because when they're just they're they're in the city and they're about to leave, I think, or, or they get into the city and it's the deep, dark, scary city. Oh, yeah. They yeah, start yeah. playing this. Oh, yeah. I take it back. Shooting stars only four minutes. You know, it's yeah, a, it's not listen, a big anthemic, but it's a story that yeah. that you love. There's you know, so many so. songs that weren't played on the radio. Joe Jackson had. There's a whole album, Blaze of Glory. That if you the original album was recorded straight through with no no breaks in any of the songs. Uh, that's the one that has um, uh, nineteen forever. In a blaze of glory. That's a, yeah, not that. Not the oh, not uh, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. Right. Young Guns too. I know how much you love that. Oh my when, god, when they I turn hate into, that song. When they turn into cowboys. The cowboys. Can't you hear me knocking? Was the one that I was trying to think of. The Stone song. Uh, Listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, this is Funeral for a Friend. We yeah. do. We do have it. Uh, nothing else matters. For Metallica is another one people are mentioning. Muse, Knights of Sedan, Sedonia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good song. Band on the Run. Definitely from uh, Paul McCartney. What about um, from what else from Paul McCartney? Uh, from the, the solo stuff, Venus and Mars, the Christmas song. I hate that song. I do too. I love Paul McCartney, and I hate that song. Simply having a wonderful Christmas. That's another conversation. I love this. I love this band, but I hate this song. That's what, a whole what do you think is the worst Beatles song? I know it's a whole other conversation, oh, and I want to start it right you know, now. <laughs> probably one of one of George's trippy Indian songs because I just don't get into that particular sound. Uh, so. It's another one of the Indian songs. <laughs> it's another great racist George song from the Indians. <laughs> you know, that's, that's when he presented it to John. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll really listen to this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it has a lot of bing bang bing bing bing. bing. Yeah. Paul, what do you think about it? It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't get enough of the sitar. <laughs> he said, wryly, knowing that he could get enough of it. 
It was in fact sick of it. Yeah, I've seen him do it. I'm just trying to get more songs on the record. You want to say anything, Ringo? No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus. Boing, boing, boing. There's somebody, somebody in that recording booth had to go, Jesus Christ. Bloop, bloop, bloop. All right, anyhow, uh, we got started on this conversation because one Mr. Billy Joel celebrates his 70th birthday today. And uh, we had played... <laughs> A little bit of um, scenes from an Italian restaurant. That is one of those songs. You know what else? Another one of his uh, is Captain Jack. Yes, Captain Jack yes. will get you high tonight. Long sec, long, <laughs> long song. Really cool. Very awesome story that ties into WMMR around yeah. that and getting his career. I mean, listen, Billy probably would have been a star no matter what, but uh, MMR certainly gave him a leg up with uh, releasing that live version that he recorded here at the studios. And because they had recorded his original album at the wrong speed, and it tanked. Everybody bought it, and it was like... And and it, and he was about to give up. He had, he had left. He was going to quit the music business. He had recorded this. MMR started playing it, and it became a huge hit, and it reinvigorated the interest in Billy Joel. It's a great song. A great I'm having song. a brain fart, but what is it? They say that these are not the best. Of ti- What's the title of that? But they're the only times I've ever known. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's one bourbon. No. <laughs> what is it? Nick, you know. You have I, to know, right? I can't think of other songs while another song is playing. So I, all I can hear they right now is Captain Jack. Are not the best of times, but... Is it a Billy Joel song? Yes, yes! yes! <laughs> I don't know. Not, uh... Here's a tweet. I like that. While you're thinking about that, it says you guys are such dicks. <laughs> <laughs> the segment is so good, I don't want to get out of my truck until you're finished, just like yeah, the songs we were talking like, about. It's exactly what we attempted to do. All Summer right. Highland Falls? Yes! That's it? That's a beautiful Falls. song. You know, okay. you know the song, don't you? No. Does anybody know the song? I do, yes. You know the song. I like the Down Easter, uh, or... Alexa. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. I, I just use my Alexa. I'm sailing. <laughs> I can't. I just use my Alexa. It told me what time it was and the temperature outside. <laughs> and sometimes some trim. It turns out the light outside my garage. My Alexa. <laughs> All right. I don't use my Google Home much. No. Uh, we should take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. from 7 to 9, Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Barnaby's Westchester at 15 South High Street. Enter for a chance to win Eagles Tennessee tickets or a Javon Hargrave autographed jersey courtesy of Bud Light. Plus, enjoy $15 Bud Light buckets. Smashing Pumpkins tonight, tonight. We're going to play that in honor of uh, Steve Morrison, who is... um He's alive. I mean, he's fine, uh, but he's uh, out, out today. Uh, Preston is sick, man. He got whomped with the flu over the weekend, and so Preston is out sick. Steve is uh, taking a rest day, so it's uh, myself, Casey Boy, uh, Kathy Romano, and Nick McElwain, and Marissa Magnata, and Connor. Kyle here. We're all holding down the fort, and we're doing okay. what, what needs to be done. Uh, as a matter of fact, it is Tuesday, so I want to remind everybody that it's Tattoo Tuesday. So if you, you can text the, the word tattoo, the 39333, and you can enter to win a $350 gift certificate to Floating, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So uh, we'll do that giveaway at the end of the morning. So Preston's out today. We're doing a best of, but we still have to 
Take care of business as usual. Kathy, uh, you got a traffic report. What's going on on the roads? We've got stop traffic on 295 northbound from Route 130 to the 42 freeway. Uh, 42 at Route 130. There was an accident, uh, and that stopped back to 295. On the northbound side of the 42 freeway, you're stopped from Blackwood Clementon Road to 295. But the accident is cleared, so hopefully this will all start to move again. Midvale Avenue between Henry and Fox Street closed for construction. That's water department work that's happening. Uh, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound slowing from 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to Spring Garden, westbound side. That's backing up Vera Avenue to South Street, heavy from City to Belmont, and then again at the Conshohocken Curve. 95 southbound jams, uh, Cotman through to Bridge. On the Vine, westbound, you're slowing the length 95 to the Schuylkill Expressway. Blue Route northbound slows 95 to McDade Boulevard. Baltimore Pike to the Media Bypass southbound from Norristown to the Schuylkill and then Media to Route 1. Route 100 in West Vincent Township at Conestoga Road, Route 401. There's an accident there to watch out for. And then, then we have volume building on the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound from Virginia Drive to Fort Washington. This traffic report brought to you by Dash In. Try their new two-pack breakfast sliders made with Jimmy Dean sausage at your local Dash In. Limited time only. Visit dashin.com for participating locations and that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. The training montage in Vice is fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dick Cheney gets in there. Oh, it's incredible. This, uh, I, I didn't realize yeah. there'd be a training montage in Vice, but no, <laughs> there's no, there's no training. He montage. was a master of Tai Bo. <laughs> God, do you remember Tai Bo? Tai Bo, the non-fighting fighting art. Uh, it was an exercise yeah. program. Yep. But I yep. don't, better not mess with me. I know Tai Bo. It's like saying, don't mess with me. I know hot yoga. Right. Exactly. All right, our next guest is on the line. Speaking of Vice, and he is oh, this is Miami oh, Vice. And this would have been great, Dick Cheney and Miami Vice. Oh my God, Crockett and Chubby. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the movie Vice, it is up for several Oscars and SAG awards. Please welcome the writer and director of the film, and a friend and Philadelphia native, Mr. Adam McKay. Yeah. Hey. The show this morning. Hey, Adam, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks Excellent. for having me on. Of course, man. Of course. So, yeah, we were just having, we were talking movies, uh, but we were talking about uh, training montages in films. And I, I I didn't even do any research as to whether or not you've had training montages in any of your movies. We, I think every single movie I've done contractually, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, is a, 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 there is a bit of a training montage. There is a samurai scene, a samurai sword scene in Step Brothers. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big short, when they're like, hey, we got to figure this out, they immediately hit the weights. They run up a mountain. <laughs> exactly. Like a, a tree on their back. Yeah. Uh, an old guy, like, makes them, like, you know. Snatch insects out of the air. Yes, yes. It, people forget that. Hey, congratulations on everything, by the way. Yes. It, it, it's it, it, it's uh, so cool to see you getting all these accolades. And, uh, and you know, we, we've always been massive fans. But to see you come into your own this way and be recognized uh, is just so cool. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Always uh, my dream is still to come back to Philly and do a movie one of these days. That's my, uh, my mm-hmm. final goal. Okay. Uh, that that'd be great. I, I have to say so. Uh, with Vice, eight nominations. Uh, I, I was checking on my notes, you know, from a while ago. Was the original title of the movie supposed to be Backseat at one point? You know, it's funny. They ask you for a fake name just to put on the yellow cards for crew parking. Okay. And that was one of his security names and <laughs> nicknames at one point. I just uh-huh. randomly said backseat. Okay. And for like 
eight months every time the movie was reported on it was called Backseat. And I was like, that's not the name of the... I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you know, as as, um, uh, as you know, obviously, uh, we, we've all seen the movie. I, uh, No matter where you stand politically, uh, I have to say, you know, you are getting the way Ken Burns, you know, had a thing that was ultimately described as the Ken Burns effect, you know. There is there's now a M- McKay-esque style of filmmaking, you know, which is so cool. And, and you know, to see you sort of developing that style uh, is is so cool. Is is that something that, that you are, uh, and I hear critics mention it now, your, your, your approach to these movies and breaking down the fourth wall and, and, and really pulling in these different tricks. Is that is that fulfilling to you, or, or do you not want to be categorized or pigeonholed that way? You know, it, it's honestly every movie you just do what needs to be done. You know, like in the case of The Big Short, you had to do those little explainer beats because yeah. it's so complicated. And I didn't know about any of that stuff either. So when I learned about it, that's kind of how I learned about it. And then in the case of Cheney, you know, Cheney is so smart. Like he he stayed out of the spotlight. He never gave like big important speeches. Yeah, not yeah. The most most charismatic guy. Like all his power was in the background and really bureaucratic and about office hallways. So I wanted the movie to be you know a, a little bit more off balance and to be different and. To highlight some of the stuff he did that looked like paper pushing. So in that case, you know, we had Alfred Molina you know, <laughs> as, a, as a waiter, not yeah. to spoil that for anyone, but um, but yeah, it sort of comes out of the movie, so I don't know. Like, the next movie, it's possible that maybe we don't do any of those. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, it certainly helped, because a person like me, who would be confused about this entire subject, was able to follow along, and it's the reason I watched the film. I mean, we were going to have you on for an interview, but, it's, but I knew your style, and I knew that, okay, I'll be able to follow this. I'll be able to, because of the way Adam sets it up. But it also comes across as it's it's oh twofold. God. It's it's wildly entertaining oh and God. engaging, and and also you have this you have this group of superior actors with a, a an incredible near mythical level performance from Christian Bale. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just it's it's a it's a, it's a perfect stew. But but that whole the, the approach. Again, you know, um, it, it it does help illuminate so many of these things that I think would a lot of people would say, "What is this about? How did this happen?" Yeah, yeah. Unitary executive theory is not exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> people are running into the aisles and movie theaters cheering when it comes up. Yay! But that was kind of a training montage. Actually, <laughs> it, it, it really was. And at that moment, I it, that that subject line would or, or when it was brought up would have just come and gone had you not done what you'd done. Yeah. With slowing it down and adding a little uh, nature footage in there to, to make me realize how important it was. And, Adam, you did something I've never seen done in cinema before. It may have been done, but I've never seen it before. And it was at about the 47 mark of the movie. <laughs> I, and here's a very serious subject. I was laughing my ass off. I mean, uh, to where my family, because we got advanced screeners, we're, we're SAG members, so we got the, the I got to watch it at home. My family came up to my room. They're like, what the hell is so funny? <laughs> I just want to thank you for that. And I have a feeling you know what I'm referring to. I know what you're oh, referring to. God, it was I, brilliant. I won't say it either, but, man, I've been hearing some great stories from around the country about... <laughs> 
people, let's say, overreacting to that moment. No kidding. <laughs> wow. I believe it. Uh, oh, that's, I've heard some good ones. That's yeah. good. That's yeah, great. That, that made me laugh, too. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Kudos. I'm glad you enjoyed. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, really, top to bottom, beginning to end, it's a, it's a fascinating story of a person's life. And, and like Steve mentioned, it doesn't really matter at least in my opinion, what your politics are, because you're watching this person ascend to uh, pretty much the highest position of power in, in, the, in the land and maybe even in the world, and he does it in a way that nobody else has ever done it before. And I found that story in and of itself just fascinating. Yeah, we've had, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. There's uh, right wing, left wing. I mean, it's a true story. People know what happened. They know this guy. They, they see what he does. And so we've had uh, good reactions from across the spectrum to the movie. I mean, there's always going to be people that complain on, on both sides. But for the most part, people know it's a true story and it's a crazy story. And like you said, most of all, that performance from Christian Bale is just a, a once in a decade performance. I mean, it's unbelievable. Adam, when we saw just the, the, the teaser pictures leading up to it, the, the transformation is amazing. Here's a guy, I mean, you know, who, who who dropped massive amounts of weight for one role, you know, and then was in buff shape for the Batman roles. I, I was reading an interview with you, and I thought this was hilarious. The concept of creating a fictional role and then compelling Christian Bale to put on 200 pounds <laughs> to, to, to play the role for no other reason than just to torture him. How, how when, when somebody, I mean, uh, from the director's point of view, when someone will morph themselves that way, I assume insuring them on the movie, are there physical concerns that make it a liability from just a, a movie studio's perspective about putting somebody through the physical change that way? Uh, does that add extra issues? Well, we did have a doctor over okay. his weight gain because, you know, he's getting older now. And I think when you're young, you can maybe do a little bit of that. But the doctor actually did it in such a way with Bale where, like, his cholesterol went down, his blood pressure went down. So he was able, I don't know, I've got to learn this. He was able to put on 45 pounds and somehow be healthier. So how did Cheney end up needing a heart transplant? <laughs> exactly. Well, Cheney himself was a three-pack-a-day smoker and yeah. he had a dozen and donuts a day in Whoa. the 70s. <laughs> How about that? Hey. Um, but yeah, that's he actually did it in a healthy way, which I didn't know you could. I, I've been blown no. it for all these years. Apparently, you can gain 40 pounds and be healthy. Speaking this, of, is, this is great news this Friday. Yeah. yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, of, of uh, Dick Cheney's uh, health problems, and, and I'm curious, and obviously in films you augment certain things to get whatever point it is across you may be getting emotionally, however it may be. Was he that, had you heard, was he that laissez-faire about having heart attacks where it was just like, I think we need to go to the doctor. I mean, because it, it was, <laughs> yeah. I found that funny too, even though the man's in serious, you know, the health uh, issues there. I mean, you know, we we were, we don't know the exact tone in which he said it, but yeah. in all cases, he came back pretty fast. I mean, one of the funniest stories is, and it's morbidly funny, but his first heart attack in Wyoming is obviously running for Congress, and they're like, "Oh no, you had a heart attack. What are we going to do?" So they tried to make a TV commercial that was talking about, "Hey, you know, going through experiences is a good thing." <laughs> I just had a heart attack, and they really filmed this commercial, and they were like yeah that's terrible and they never aired it um 
So, yeah, he was. they were definitely eyes on the prize, keeping the career going. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, towards the end and, you know, later years, it got so serious he couldn't ignore it. But it, it felt like they were speed bumps from the way you read about him, the way he talks about it. it it's crazy. I, I think, I, you know, it's like that old commercial that used to be for the bare aspirin. You, you take it, it'll make your second heart attack easier <laughs> to manage. I'm, I'm really concerned about the first one. Um, but uh, I, I want to ask you, because we'll see you at the awards, uh, you know, and obviously, Obviously, at the Golden Globes and everything, it, are you comfortable in that realm? I mean, you, you put on the suit and do the whole deal. Is is that is that uh, obviously you're going there? You're, you're being lauded. Uh, you you you're, you're you're you know you're you're committed to your work. We love what you do. Is that is that something you embrace, or is that just part and parcel of what you have to do? It's a funny mixture because no, not comfortable at all. Yeah, uh, incredibly, <laughs> incredibly strange situation uh, in a tuxedo, surrounded by movie stars and and this crazy celebration. And then it's about movies too. If you think about how weird that is, yeah, like, yeah, it's like going to an award show for like baseball cards. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of odd about it. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also awesome. Like yeah. it's it's this mixture of this is incredibly uncomfortable and this is by the way going to a, an award show for baseball cards would be pretty awesome. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but in a way, I mean, you you obviously have been a a, a movie fan and a you know a fan of all of this stuff for your life, and it, it has to almost be otherworldly at a point. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, I grew up watching movies. I inhale movies constantly. I'm all about movies. So being in that room, and you do just constantly like meet people that are like your idols, like bumping into like Steven Spielberg and saying hi. Is, yeah. You know, for for a week afterwards, <laughs> I'm still like you know recovering from it. It's the coolest thing ever. So you find yourself writing Mrs. Steven Spielberg on your notebook, right? <laughs> uh, you know, looking out the classroom window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I want to ask you a, a semi-serious question, and, and um, I'm not quite exactly sure how to frame it, so bear with me, but um, President George H.W. Bush died right before the release of this movie, and I was wondering if the, the sentiment towards his passing, do you think at all had an impact on people's viewing of your movie? You know, I, I'm not sure everyone has their own individual response to this movie, obviously, um, but, you know, it was interesting with H.W., he was really clear on the record about the fact that he regretted recommending Cheney for his son yeah. and actually said, like, I had no idea Cheney was going to run a shadow empire out of the White House. Wow. I remember hearing that quote from uh, H.W.'s biography and being like, oh, we're definitely barking up the right tree. So his, his opinions about what Cheney did during his son's uh, eight years were pretty clear. Um, no, I don't feel like it had an effect. We didn't dwell on H.W. that much um you know cheney didn't really have a lot of power during his four years um by all accounts actually cheney did a pretty good job as secretary of defense uh during that first iraq war so i, I don't know i didn't feel like it had an effect uh, we were certainly respectful towards him well you know it's, it's funny because I, I know you and i agree on a lot i probably skew a little bit more right than than do you and and uh, but the, you the film is just engrossing you you know it's 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 uh, it, it's great filmmaking with a great cast, and if anyone has any reservations, you know, give it give it a shot. I think that you know you'll be um, uh, really well rewarded for your efforts. I wanted to ask you about something. Reading in an interview with you, Adam, a, a name comes up, and I was unfamiliar with this gentleman, a gentleman named Dale Close. Um, 
Oh, they, there was, uh, that's from the UK Vice interview. They say his name wrong. Del Close. Del Close. Yes. I had not heard of this gentleman before. Yeah, Del Close is the improv kind of legend of Chicago. He taught like Bill Murray and Gilda Radner and uh, Chris Farley, anyone you can think of, Mike Myers, Tina Fey, myself, like, and he invented long form improvisation. So, you know, the Herald, all that stuff, that was him. And he also had just these rules for comedy and how he taught it that were incredibly unique. So he, he taught me, he taught my friends, we created the Upright Citizens Brigade out of his class, yeah. which is still a comedy theater in New York and out here in L.A. And, uh, and yeah, he's just, he's the guy. You hear his name pop up all the time. They've tried to make a movie about him a couple times. He's a fascinating character. Is anything that's interested you where you might take on a project like this? Because the, the concept of this he, from what I was reading, and they got his name wrong, so that shows you how well they, <laughs> they check their own article. But the um, uh, this long form, this improvisational thing that has become part of a lot of filmmaking these days. Um, it, it, you know, if it if it goes back to him, he's certainly a critical point in pop culture, and, and probably deserves a good storytelling. I think there definitely could be a movie about him. Yeah, whether it's a documentary or whether it's uh, you know a, a written movie. He's an incredible character. He did, like, light shows for the Grateful Dead. He, like, used to be L. Ron Hubbard's fencing partner. <laughs> what? Back what? what? Oh, he's, like, a larger-than-life character. I mean, he has stories that are so crazy. They did a comic book for D.C. about that he, like, wrote called Wasteland, like, ten issues of a comic book. Del Close. I mean, if you look up online, there's some interviews with him, and he's every bit kind of the mythical, brilliant kind of bad genius you think he would be. But, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I've talked about it for years. It's a hard movie to get made as far, I, I think a documentary would be the way to do it. Yeah, to get yeah. The ball rolling. There's some books about him, too. Yeah. It's yeah, a uh, fun deep dive on Google if you got some, some time to kill. I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like the literal most interesting man in the world. <laughs> yeah, you could do a, a beer commercial about that guy. He um, kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so speaking of uh, of biopics and and your want and desire to uh, shoot a, a movie here in Philadelphia, is there a Philadelphia story that you would like to shoot or do, that you think would make for a great movie? Well, I'm trying to get the money. It's expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah. looks like the budget's going to be about ninety million. But we're—I just finished the script, which is incredibly long. It's going to be like a three-hour movie, uh, the Maurice Cheek story. Uh, <laughs> we're working on right now. The ninety million dollar Maurice uh, Cheek story. I was buying it. I thought, oh, he's going to do a movie on Move, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, what impactful story could have that kind of budget? Oh my God, Mo Cheeks. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get let's get something that we have heard rumors about: Silver Surfer. Ooh. Oh yeah, no. I just started talking a little bit about that. That's always been one of my favorite comic. I actually did grow up a, a big comic book geek, and he's one of my favorites, Norrin Rad. And uh, I thought visually, man, that could be an amazing looking movie. I mean, you start out in space, and yeah. Galactus, Silver Surfer, p different planets like that could be visually oh, it, a stunning movie. Such a cool character. They sort they they tried it with the Fantastic Four movie and it didn't look bad. But I I just think they botched they botched the presentation. So uh, that is I like it being all 
all about the silver star. I yeah. like, you know, like you start with him. He's yeah. the focus of the story, and then the Fantastic Four can come in later. Like, right. I think that would be a cool way to do it. But we'll see. I'm probably, when uh, I'm all done, the... Uh, the Mojik story. <laughs> so, well, that's going to take four years. So. <laughs> hey, Adam, with, uh, with the Black Panther being up for, for Best Picture... You know, we we love 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 these superhero movies, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe in in particular, and it's it's nice. I see this as a legitimizing that genre a little bit. Do you see it that way as well? Oh, totally. I mean, the 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 position of these comic books for last sixty years has always kind of been our new mythology. Mm-hmm. And some of these movies, like, did you see Thor Ragnarok? Uh, it yeah. was sensational. I thought it was so imaginative and funny and strange. And, like, when they do these movies and they really pull them off, they're pretty jaw-dropping. And I thought Black Panther definitely fit into that category. And, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think artistry is artistry. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not snobby about genres. Like, no. I think, I think, like, of the horror film, like, you know, the year that Get Out was out, I voted for that for Best Picture. Like, I think when a movie's interesting and original and, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought Black Panther was incredible. Like, just visually just knocked me over when I watched it. Yeah, you, you pull in all the... Yesterday, we had Richard Roundtree in the studio, you know, and, and, and Shaft and, 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 you know, that's these... That's pretty cool. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. But all of those things inform, and I think you, you are sort of a... Um, you're a conduit for this love of pop culture, and it works its way into how you express yourself in film, and it's cool to see that. So, um, yeah, so... Come, uh, come the big award show itself. Do you have any special plans? Is there any, any, any Santeria rituals or what do you, uh, <laughs> what goes on? You know, I'm just going to get up in the morning and I'm going to turn on uh, Everybody's Working for the Weekend by Loverboard. <laughs> I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to run upstairs. You're going to montage music. Wow. Catch arrows. Okay. Uh, shot to me by my sensei. <laughs> there you go. We got your music playing. Uh, and then catch flies with uh, chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're we're obviously all excited and, and we're pulling for you. And uh, it's you know it's certainly uh, you, you're up for a number of categories. And the SAG Awards are this weekend as yes. well. Will you be attending that ceremony? You know, actually, I can't do the SAG Awards, which I'm bummed about because I got mm. family junk. But um, okay. but Bale and Adams can handle themselves, and uh, they've they've been through these things a few times. Just a so, couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping both of them get a get a win. They certainly deserve it. Amy Adams is amazing in this movie, and. Totally. Uh, and then we go into the run. We got like, you know, WGA or no, DGA is next. And then we have BAFTA and WGA. And you know. I triple dog dare you that if you find yourself at the podium with a trophy in your hand that you thank Preston and Steve. Oh, my God. I triple dog dare you. You don't, you don't go right to the triple dog dare. You have to follow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, I wanted to let you know about a serendipitous moment that happened this week because we started the week off with an interview with uh, Justin Guarini. And in your movie, and we're ending the week with you, there is a moment where in Vice they are talking about American Idol yeah. and Justin and Kelly. And I just found that hilarious. Oh that cracked me up. 
crack me up. That's an improvised scene. I just told the actors at the table what was going on in the news, what was happening. And I said, just be a family, eat dinner together, talk like a family would talk. And it cracks me up. Amy Adams is such a fan of singing and like all that stuff. She, she knew Justin Warini's name. And after the take, I was like, I love that Lynn Cheney would know who Justin Warini is. No way Lynn Cheney knows who Justin Guarini is. But I was like, it got in the movie. Please, please let her know. We know Justin Guarini. If she ever wants to come on the show, we would love to have her. So, oh, my yeah. gosh. She's a human jukebox, man. She can sing every song from the 70s and 80s. Oh, that's no great. Adams. And oh. she did them as Lynn Cheney every single day on set. It that's was, brilliant. It was incredible. I yeah. love it. Uh, well, listen, Adam, and one more thing before we go. We still, someday, we got to have, we want to we rent out a theater, actually a, a really big theater, and do a screening of Step Brothers because the movie has just become one of those movies. It's a pop culture leviathon. And see if you can come out for a Q&A after the screening. I so, would love that. Count me at 100%. And we'll, wait, we'll, 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 raise, uh, we'll do a money for, the, the, charity. for charity and, yeah. and, and, and uh, make a, a good out of it. So, No, yeah. oh, I mean it. 100% count me in. That just sounds like a blast. You awesome. Right there. Excellent. Well, listen, congratulations. Good luck. All that great stuff, Adam. Thank you. It's always wonderful to talk to you. Always wonderful to talk to you guys. Have a great one. Love it. Uh, Adam McKay, guys. He's a genius. Every time, he's such a good interview. He's brilliant, man. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm watching that. I was watching Vice last night. He wrote the damn thing. It is so smartly written. And uniquely, as you were talking earlier this morning, uh, Steve, you know, uh, Kathy, it's tough for you to follow nonlinear timelines in, in films, it bounces all over the yeah. place. But I loved that about if it. If it's done right, and yeah. it's not everybody's cup of tea, it doesn't mean, you know, it's it's just some people, you know, uh, uh, like when I, so I brought up Pulp Fiction yep. when you were talking about that, and that wasn't a movie you initially liked, so yeah. it's part yep. of the deal. That's cool to talk to him. Listen, we gotta take a break right now, so stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston is out sick today. Steve is out with a rest day. Uh, it's just myself, Kathy, Nick. Uh, Nick, you have this uh, picture pulled up on Instagram of Eddie Vedder with Bruce and Jeff uh, Jeffrey Ross. What's that all about? Yeah, I don't know if Jeff was hosting this event, but uh, they were backstage, and uh, it was the 16th annual Santa for Heroes. Uh, it was over the weekend, and a really cool photo of Jeff Ross, Bruce Springsteen, and Eddie Vedder. And then uh, when you scroll through on Jeff's Instagram, uh, Eddie apparently signed uh, uh, on Jeff's arm saying, Born to Roast. And uh, Jeff is going to get that permanently tattooed on his arm. He is. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. A uh, little encounter for Jeffrey Ross. Nice. And we haven't had him on in a long time. I miss Jeff Ross. He's a great, right. great dude, great comedian. Well, Preston is out sick today. Steve is out as well. Uh, we do have to carry on as usual. It is a tattoos day. So if you text the word tattoo to 39333, uh, we will um, see if we can get you a $350 certificate to Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, with those guys out today, it's kind of a bummer because today we were going to announce 
the totals from the camp out. So we're just going to have to push that back, uh, you know, hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully Preston will be uh, recovered by tomorrow. If not, we're, we're going to wait until Preston is back in studio. We I, will not do that without him. I can't wait to hear. It, yeah. it was such a great week. It's such a great vibe. And just uh, so many people stopped by camp out last week. So many awesome individual donations, a lot of corporate donations. So, yeah, really looking forward to getting those totals. So if you are waiting and you're chomping at the bit like we are to get those totals, just kind of... Hang tight, uh, you know. And actually, the numbers are still coming in. I completely forgot. I have a bunch of checks on my. Uh, I put them with my computer from people that donated uh, these checks to us afterwards. We were like, you know, uh, taking pictures with uh, with listeners after the show. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with these. Well, I'll just bring them to work on Monday. And a good reminder too: you can still donate at Acme. That goes on for the next couple of weeks. So uh, that's happening through Thanksgiving. So if you've not donated to Camp Out for Hunger yet, you can swing by your local Acme and make a donation at the register. Yeah, I kind of like that. It's been that it's going to be a little bit later because. I feel like those numbers, we announce it, and then the numbers kind of get updated yeah. in the next couple of days. So it's not a bad thing. Well, those Acme numbers were staggering on Monday of the camp out. Right. I yeah. can only imagine what they're going to be when we get to, I think it's like right around Thanksgiving, maybe the day before Thanksgiving or something. It so. was north of half a million before uh, it was over at the beginning of camp out, right? Yes, it was. Amazing. All right, so we're going to um, move along and do the uh, the best of uh, show uh, as you know we move forward with this Tuesday morning. Uh, Kathy, you've got a traffic report for us. What's going on, on the road? Schuylkill Expressway eastbound slows 202 into Belmont, and then you're stopped from City Avenue to Montgomery. There's police activity off to the shoulder. That's what that delay is about. Westbound jams from Pashank to South Street, the boulevard to Belmont, and then again at Conshohocken. 95 southbound slows from Academy to Cotman to Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard on the northbound side from 452 to Curlin Street, Columbus Boulevard to the Vine Expressway. Uh, we've got delays on the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound from Willow Grove to Fort Washington. Blue Route northbound heavy from 95 to the Media bypass southbound from Broomall to McDade Boulevard. Uh, and then in New Jersey, a number of things happening here as well. 42 North Heavy, Blackwood Clementon Road to 295. 55 Northbound Heavy from 47 to 42. 47 Northbound jams from 41 to Route 130. Route 130 Northbound backing up from Station Avenue to the 42 Freeway. And then on 295 Southbound, you're jammed from Warwick Road to the 42 Freeway. Northbound from 33 to Route 1. This traffic report brought to you by AAA Car Care. Now through Saturday only, save $40 on any repair of $150 or or more at AAA Car Care Centers. See store for details or visit AAA.com slash my car. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And the Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by Red Robin. The holiday gifts are all wrapped. Give the gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin holiday gift card and get a $5 bonus buck reward for you now through December 31st. Red Robin. Yum. Yum. Thanks, Kath. This is a crazy story out of Spain. A man has died after becoming trapped under a shipment of carrots. Oh, Oh, no. A 34-year-old man who is not identified died after a large, unspecified quantity of the root vegetable fell on top of him while he was working in an agricultural warehouse. Emergency services received a call about 3.05 a.m. informing them that a man had been trapped and was unconscious after a large number of carrots fell on him. Uh, An ambulance was dispatched to the scene. Uh, Despite the best efforts, the emergency services could do little to help the man who ended up dying at the scene. If you're going to be killed by a vegetable being crushed under one, carrots, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
I'm rutabagas or something. I like carrots. Yeah. Yeah, rutabagas are just... Be, I mean, it, they sound be, funny. Yeah, it wouldn't be. No. Too stupid. Kumquats? No. No, you no, don't want to no, do that. No. no. Uh, the man was working for what is described as a family business, and his death has reportedly sent shockwaves through the municipality where he was well known. So that's tragedy. All right, this is, this is messed up. It's a lengthy story, but... All right. Uh, an upstate New York funeral home uh, proprietor is facing imminent criminal charges for allegedly keeping dead human bodies in advanced states of composition in his business and its detached garage. So he's keeping decomposing bodies in his garage? Yep, and it, it gets better. According to uh, Johnstown, New York Police Department, Brian M. Barnett, who owns the since-shuttered Eel Barnett Family Funeral Home, is on the cusp of being charged with three counts of concealment of a corpse, one kind of grand larceny and additional violations of state health law. Also planning to file two counts of child endangerment because the decaying bodies were left around with the children's toys in an area where the children who were in the residence had access to and presumably played. The police allege that the toys were near a decaying body and therefore causing a health risk to the children who lived in the residence. <sighs> yep. Officers executed a search warrant at the funeral home in response to a complaint from a funeral home customer. The customer had for weeks been trying to reach Bennett, uh, but uh, Barnett was, uh, I'm sorry, Barnett, but Barnett was refusing to return phone calls. Barnett's Isn't that the case, though? You, you buy toys for the kids, and they always end up playing with the corpses. Barnett's <laughs> license had been suspended, and the funeral home could not store or handle uh, any deceased persons. After multiple attempts to reach him, Barnett later contacted police. He then told detectives that he still had the human remains at the funeral home, and no services had been completed in several weeks. Police were able to get the remains turned over to the uh, uh, attorney general of home for uh, proper services. Uh, and No, not the attorney general. It's A.G. Cole Funeral Home. I saw A.G. and I thought yeah, it was the attorney Yeah, general. that's what I would think. So detectives then learned of yet another deceased person who had been retrieved <laughs> by Brian Barnett in late 2021. Call the CIA. CIA. No, CIA carpet cleaning service. <laughs> Death records indicated that the person had been cremated when contacted. The crematorium listed on the death certificate had no record of a cremation being completed. Oh, my God. Patrol officers pulled Barnett over, and they said that Barnett was driving around with a box or a casket in the back of the vehicle. After knocking on the funeral home's front door for about 15 minutes, officers entered the premises and began a search. Barnett eventually appeared and was detained. He yeah. lived upstairs at the funeral home. Now, police found human remains within the funeral home that were not stored in a temperature-controlled location and were not cared for in any manner. It had to stink. Detectives noted excess furniture and household items stored around the remains. Detectives also noted signs of advanced decomposition due to the improper handling and storage. Police noticed that a significant amount of garbage and excess furniture was rubbished about the funeral home's garage. Uh, in, in the garage, upon searching the garage, two additional human remains were located. They're just finding bodies all over the place. If, the, if they don't change their act, they're going to get a bad Yelp review. Both in advanced states of decomposition. Both persons appear to have been in the garbage for a substantial amount of time. Or in the garage, sorry. Uh, police also located over a dozen containers of cremated remains. Several containers did not have visible identification tags and were open. Police located the remains of four people and the ashes of 18 other ones. Oh, my God. Additional charges were likely because the funeral home may have been pocketing payments without providing a promised requisite service. So They were cutting uh, corners. Yeah, all kinds of mess up, yeah. man. Wow. Burying them in Carvel containers. Yeah. All right, moving on to something else. A self-styled pastor 
and his wife have been arrested for allegedly keeping eight disabled people locked in the basement of their home. Oh, These people are monsters. Police say Curtis Keith Bankston uh, and his wife operated an unlicensed care facility near Atlanta, Georgia. Investigators say the pair control the finances of victims and sometimes withheld medical care. Paramedics responded to a report of a patient having a seizure on January 13th after finding a door to the basement do- deadbolted. Uh, emergency crews uh, notified police. Officers said they discovered eight physically or mentally disabled people between 25 and 65 locked in at <sighs> certain times by Mr. Bankston and his wife, Sophia Bankston. And he's a preacher. Uh, self-proclaimed. self-proclaimed preacher. An investigation revealed the couple had been uh, leasing the property for about 14 months and using it as a personal care home for the individuals, which police alleg- allege essentially imprisoned them against their will. Additionally, officers said they discovered Curtis Bankston was operating the facility under the guise of a church and claimed to be a pastor. Both he and Ms. Sims Bankston have been charged with false imprisonment. Oh, I hope just, they get the book uh, thrown at them. Just messed up. All right, we need one last story, a little lighter. Um, man, they were all messed up. Oh, man. All right, go for the least messed up. All right, uh, how about this one? A Texas woman is now out on bond after sheriff's deputy said she tried to purchase another woman's child while waiting in a checkout line at Walmart. Huh. Rebecca Taylor. May I ask you something? Are your children for sale? <laughs> Came up to the woman's shopping cart in the checkout line. The woman's cart had two children inside at the time, and Taylor started to make comments about one of the women's two children before allegedly asking if she could buy him for $250,000. Uh, the that's, mother, that's serious Walmart money. Well, the mother refused her offer, and Taylor pressed further. She increased that offer to $500,000 and allegedly threatened to take the infant. Uh. Deputy said the mother still refused and was able to leave the store with her children safely, and that's when she notified authorities about what had happened. Uh, Taylor, serious money. Yeah, Taylor was arrested and charged with uh, sale or purchase of a child, a third-degree felony in Texas. All right, and there you go. I told you, man. I, I still have more that we'll get to tomorrow. Some pretty wild stuff that happened over the weekend. But that is the bizarre file. Let's return in a moment. We'll be right back. From the Preston and Steve Show and all of us at WMMR, thank you. Thank you to each and every one who dropped off food, donated money, or lent a hand to produce Camp Out for Hunger. Every donation is important, large or small, volunteer time or talent, vendor equipment and supplies, all to benefit our neighbors in need. Donations can still be made at your local Acme. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Coors Light and Wrigley Beverage, the Keystone Mountain Lakes Regional Council of Carpenters, Local 158, Local 8 Stagehands, United Rentals Reliable On-Site Solutions, TRG Mid-Atlantic, and the General Building Contractors Association. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly this is Casey Boy here. Preston is out, sick. Steve is out, taking a rest day. So it's just me, Kathy, Nick, Marissa, Connor. We're all here holding down the fort. Um, tomorrow, hopefully, we will get you the uh, totals from the Camp Out for Hunger. Thank you so much to everybody that came out. I want to thank everybody that, uh, um, you know, the volunteers, the staff, all of our partners, the vendors, the client sponsors, everybody that made this event possible. It was a success no matter what the numbers are. I know that the numbers are going to be strong, but, man, that was a, that was a great week. And uh, taking a couple extra days uh, to, to rest and get well, Preston got the flu over the weekend. 
He got hit pretty hard with it uh, Saturday. It just kind of came out of nowhere. So uh, he's got to take the day off. Um, but we will do uh, Tattoos Day as normal. And then also, Kat, don't forget, uh, a little bit later on, we're going to give away this really great MMR Tailgate Tuesday prize pack. That's from Primo Hoagies. And uh, so you might want to pay attention a little bit later on. We'll make it real easy for you to call in and win that prize pack. We're going to take a look at traffic. Kathy, what's going on? 95 northbound slowing from 452 to Kerlin Street, Columbus Boulevard to the Vine Expressway southbound from Academy uh, through to Cotman, the Betsy Ross Bridge to Girard, and then from Girard to the Vine Expressway. Once you get to the Vine westbound, that's slowing the length. Schuylkill eastbound slows from 202 into Belmont. Heavy City to Spring Garden. We had that police activity. That's now gone. Uh, westbound jams passing to South Street, the Boulevard to Belmont, and then the Blue Road out to 202. A Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound slowing from Willow Grove to Fort Washington. 422 eastbound backs up from Oaks to First Avenue. The Boulevard southbound jams from Broad to Wissahickon. A number of delays actually here. This just popped up. Blue Route southbound uh, stopped between Villanova and Westchester Pike, and that's because of an accident blocking the left lane. Now into New Jersey. 295 northbound slowing Route 130 to the 42 freeway. 42 north heavy Coles Road to 295. 55 northbound heavy Deptford to 42. Route 47 Delcy Drive northbound jams 295 to Broadway, Route 73, northbound, heavy from Cooper Road to Crescent Road, and then Route 130, northbound, jams from Browning Lane uh, to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Amtrak. Amtrak is hiring. Amtrak offers competitive compensation packages and a comprehensive comprehensive benefits program to meet your needs, your future rides with Amtrak careers.amtrak.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Kathy sent this to me. It's not even really an article or anything like that. It's simply just a it's it's a graphic that says you can only pick two smells and then it's got a list of things that you choose from. Now, I don't they know. They have a mandated list? Uh, yeah, this, okay. it's a mandated list, and, <laughs> and you have to pick two of these smells. And at first, I'm like, oh, this is kind of stupid. And then I looked at all the things on here. I'm like, this is a really hard decision. <laughs> I, got right. my, I know the two that I would Do pick. you really? Yeah. Okay. Is that the list there, Kathy? Uh, yes. All right, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 16 on here, okay? All right. So you can only pick two smells, mm. and let me read these to you, and uh, we'll see what you guys think, all right? Fresh-cut grass, mm-hmm. homemade bread, strong coffee, line-dried sheets, dark chocolate, garden dirt, sounds kind of weird, <laughs> campfire, brownies baking, chlorine. Chlorine. I love chlorine. I do, too, man. Oh, I, I do, it. too. Yep. Baby Snuggles, uh, apple pie. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Baby Snuggles? Like, like an like actual a, baby or uh, the uh No, I would imagine the, the, dry, the, the sheets. Nick, can you do a search on uh, Baby Snuggles and see what product comes up? Snuggles the fabric yeah, because, bear? Snu- because a snuggle is a, it's yeah. a verb, right? Uh, I, so, think it's, I think it's actually a baby. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what yeah, they're referring is. to. Oh, okay. Because, okay. okay. yeah, you know, if you smell the yes. top of a baby's head, yeah. it's mm-hmm. actually... What if you smell the ass, though? Well, that's, a, that's, that's the whole other end, of the yeah. game. <laughs> All right, then you have apple pie, banana boat sunscreen. I love it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> New books, fresh towels, leather boots, or right before it rains. Also like that. So all of these, these are very are really good. Good. And you just only there's, two smells you'll ever smell for the rest of your life. There's one missing from here though. What? That I think could be my favorite smell. Cooter. Well, burnt yeah, rubber. I didn't think about that. Burnt rubber. No, not burnt rubber. <laughs> uh, is um, 
bacon cooking in the house. Mm. When when I would wake up on the weekend and mm. that would be the first thing, yeah. mom was cooking breakfast downstairs. Chicken in the bread pan. Picking out dough. No, that was pretty that was a pretty special scent. Yeah, you knew breakfast would be ready for you yeah, when you got down there. I know like, what you mean. Yep. So what is that what, what what would you describe as the classic Christmas smell? Like a Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Yeah. 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 Green, yeah. yeah, that's also a good one. Also, you know what I love is the Easter smell, the hyacinth. Um you know what those are, right? Mm-hmm. Those, What's that? The hyacinth. Are they flowers? Flowers, yeah. yeah okay. They're they kind of like like little mini flowers that kind of go up in a cone. Okay. It's, it is the quintessential Easter smell. They come up the same time as daffodils. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're, they're up uh, this time of year. Yep. Uh, this, this is tough. Fresh cut grass, home break bed, homemade bread, strong coffee, line dried sheets, dark chocolate, garden dirt. You're talking two smells only for the rest of your life. Campfire, brownies, baking. Just two of these that would be your favorite. Chlorine. Oh, oh, just I guess. Favorite. Just as you can only pick two smells. Yeah. Chlorine, baby snuggles, apple pie, banana boat, sunscreen. New books, fresh towels, leather boots, and right before it rains. Mm. So, do you want to know my two? Yeah, what yeah. Okay, so I, I did have a hard time between a number of them. So, uh, strong coffee, baby snuggles, the banana boat sunscreen, and right before it rains. But if I had to pick two, I would do strong coffee and baby snuggles. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a nice guy. I, um, Kathy, I'm with you on the strong coffee. That is, that is definitely one that I... Um, um, uh, yes, strong okay. coffee, no doubt. I have a hard time with the other ones, just kind of keying in on one. Okay. Kathy, banana boat sunscreen kind of smells coconutty, right? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. It can, yeah. All right. And I don't like coconut, but I do love <laughs> the it, smell of that. Right. I think, you know, now that we've quantified what uh, baby snuggles is, I think that'd be one of mine. Yeah. Wow, is that, a, mm. that is such a special scent. You, so is it the baby itself or the baby powder and the baby? No, it's the baby. Yeah, it's Oils. The baby. It's, it's like, um, it, well, the more baby. And it was smell. always because you, you hold the baby like this and yeah. their head is right, right here yeah. and you just lean over and just smell and it's just so. <laughs> it's kind of like a lot of smells. You, you, you got to figure. Does anyone find uh, puppy breath a good smell? Sure. I yeah, think it's a good a little, smell. I but, do. Um, right after they puke? No. No. Maybe before that. No, I kind of like, but the same thing with my kittens. Like, I mean, they're not kittens anymore, but when they were, they kind yeah, of that, I like, love it. yeah. Yeah. I, I love animal, you know, listen, uh, um, I love how my, my dog's uh, pads smell like uh, corn chips. Corn chips, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, here's the one. Uh, there are a bunch, bunch of people texting him ones that aren't on the list. Uh, honeysuckle. Yes. Honey, yeah, that's a, if you drive I'm by, suckle. <laughs> if you drive by when those are blooming, oh, it smells so good. My favorite flower smell is jasmine, uh, and I don't know what that is, but like um, what that's it is a favorite about prostitute yeah. of mine, jasmine. jasmine. Yeah. She's a great stripper yeah. as well. It's like going. What is it? The, the jasmine the in my dancers mind? out. Yeah, <laughs> but um, as far as like uh, Preston, you you talked about sort of a memory associated with a smell and and bacon and coffee. I get that, but my mom. Uh, to this day, makes excellent brownies. And so brownies yeah. baking, okay. not only is it a pleasant smell in and of itself, but yeah. it, it evokes strong and uh, happy Not memories. raising meatballs? Uh, that's a, well, oh, shoot, man. Yeah. She puts meatballs in her brownies. She does not. Uh, she puts raisins in her meatballs. But my mom's Italian cooking, that's a pretty great smell as well. Mm-hmm. There is a smell that uh, no, I don't think anybody's ever going to smell ever again. And it's, and I loved it. it the was, dodo. No. <laughs> Dittos. Ditto. I was close. What are Ditto's? Ditto papers. Copiers. Ditto papers. Ditto's in school. Yes. Remember that? Too? There's a scene in, in Action Fast Times at Richmond High where yep. they pass out the Ditto's. You know, you, it's like a drum and you'd 
make multiple copies with ditto paper. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then so the whole it had, class it had, They would get high off it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's one smell that I love, um, and I do not smoke pot, but, like, somebody smoking weed. Really? Yes. I, I like... Get out of yeah, here. Like, not if I'm right next to them and you're blowing it in my face, yeah. but just off in a distance where you're like, oh, somebody in the neighborhood smoking. <sighs> like, that man, I like. something to say about some good gnarly skunk bud, man, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's the sweet leaf, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hang on a second. I want to go to someone who has not been able to smell for 10 years. What? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jessica is on the line. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. So, Jessica, currently you still cannot smell, or can you? I can. I actually had uh, surgery about a year ago, and so so I wasn't able to smell. Probably about 15 years off and on, um, and then 10 years, just nothing. I couldn't smell anything, and so um, after the surgery, it was... Um, it was like amazing. The first thing I smelled was coffee, and I like burst into tears. It was the no craziest kidding. thing, Jessica. So, just a, a quick thing: it, it was corrective uh, surgery specifically to restore your olfactory senses, or it was. I had uh, nasal polyps. Oh, okay. So I had, all right. Um, surgery where they cleared out all the nasal polyps and kind of cleared out my sinus cavity, and then it took about maybe a week, a month and a half. And then it took about six months to, like, really for everything. Although I realize, like, every, the things that stink now are really strong. But, yeah. <laughs> but you, you, uh, but you, you don't mind, do you? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. But campfire, hands down, there's, like, is my absolute favorite thing to smell. Like, it's just. No kidding. But most of the things, it's all memory related. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll smell certain foods, and it makes me think of, like, certain times when I was a kid. Well, they say your like, your actual, the clearest, most profound a generator of tangible memories is smell. Without question. Yeah. yeah. Without question. When when that perfect combination of whatever odors yeah. creates that one that hits it right on the nail. Yeah. Vivid mm-hmm. images come in your mind. Oh, Jessica, completely. Did, completely. did yeah. it affect your taste? You know, I, um, for a long time it didn't, but it, towards the end, when part of what made me actually go through with the surgery was that I did. Like certain things would just take, like I'd lose notes of it, like uh, fresh herbs. Are much stronger now, so like now I can't get enough basil. Oh, basil sauce um, and pesto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and garlic. Oh my god, garlic smells amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about garlic breath? Garlic breath. Oh, bad breath stinks really bad. But garlic breath, eh, I, I can I can go without that. <laughs> well, that's wild that you, you got a new lease on nose. Yeah. How right. long ago did your uh, did your uh, sense of smell return? Um, how long ago? It's been about a year. Oh, okay. okay. So you're still in it. You're oh, still... yeah. Like, I'm still going through the seasons. Like, the candy bag. Oh, my God. The candy bag at Halloween was just, like, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. All those different smells. And it just brought me right back to being a kid. Okay. So there's that, that that dark chocolate smell that people, uh, you know, and yeah. I, I, I do love that. Everything on this list, I don't know. To me, I find it hard to... I, I tend to like... I do like the, the smell of fresh cut grass. or just outside, like, on a... Spring day. Specifically at the beginning of the season. Yes, yeah. I mean, like right now, you're yeah. starting to get it, and then that is, that's when it really smells great. When you're cutting the lawn in August, it sucks. Yeah. It's a little more angry. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you can smell the humidity, too. Yeah. Uh, um, I know you weren't into it, Preston, but the, the fresh garden dirt, that, that, that'll that do it for me. Because I like, like being... And mulch? Like well, mulch is, mulch is good, but like yeah. working in the garden, there's a smell to it, and it's a little more subtle than some yeah, of these other ones. Yeah, mulch smells like poop. It Sometimes. can, yeah, uh, but but like um, 
Yeah, whatever uh, uh, tank. potting uh, soil and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, topsoil. Uh, can smell nice. A okay. good peat. I like a good peat. A good peat smell. Yeah. Man, when we were in uh, Ireland. They used peat they, to they, heat homes? They burned peat all over the place, and it did have this I love that smell. kind of interesting smell to it. Really? Yeah, yeah. it was really a nice smell. We were in uh, Newcastle West, which yep. is a super quaint little Irish town, and that was, you could smell that all over the place. Marissa? I think my two favorites are not on this list. Okay. Number one is walking through the city and smelling dryer sheets coming out of dryer vents. Okay. I do like that smell. I just love that. And then second one is fresh lumber. Like if a house mm-hmm. is under construction. I can, uh, yeah, absolutely. What about okay. like uh, if somebody's been splitting wood? Like that smell? It's probably the same thing. Okay. Yeah, but like just walking through like Home Depot or like construction sites. Okay. That fresh lumber smell. What about as long as someone is popping wood? <laughs> <laughs> Love that one too. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, diesel exhaust? Uh, no. Behind but the school bus. Ah, it made me think of uh, that, that triggered a memory for just now. The smell of a two-stroke engine. Yes. I love the smell of yeah. it. Yeah. I had a motorcycle, and you had to add the oil and all that uh-huh. stuff. And we also had boats, Steve. You, yes. would, you remember when you'd have to add the oil to that? We had the Johnson uh, engines yep. and then Evan Rood. And that always, that remind I, I think of going to the lake or something like that when I, when I smell... A two-stroke engine. Uh, on the baking thing, the brownies, I, I, I can certainly side with Nick on that. Uh, chocolate chip cookies are, are definitely that. Uh, I think I'd it, side with the apple pie, personally. Really? The apple pies are wonderful. Yeah. The, the ones that just... You know what? Honestly, good burgers being made. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like a but burger on this on the grill? List. Yeah, yeah. On this list. On this yeah. list specifically. You got to pick two. All right. You're right. Then I, right. I would I would mix chlorine with banana boat <laughs> Mix them together? Yeah, make it a stew. Okay. All right. <laughs> I guess... You should mix uh, chlorine and ammonia. That I can cure cancer. Yeah. I always thought that when I was a kid. If I mix toothpaste with mouthwash, I bet that'll cure cancer. I'm just going to go with my gut because uh, the, the, the more... Yeah, as you go down the list, you go, ah, well, that one's good too, that one's good. The two that, that, I, that I gravitate to immediately... Are the baby snuggles and fresh cut grass? I, I think I'd choose those. Okay. You know, then your perfect scenario is a baby mowing the lawn. Wouldn't it be? <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> but I mean, those are yeah, those are the ones that I go. A I baby drawn lawnmower. <laughs> immediately associate with yeah. uh, with good memories. So pick two quickly, Case. What do you think? I, Without I'm definitely thinking going too hard about strong it. Strong coffee. Okay. Uh, and, and I love like sniffing coffee grounds. I love it. Um, and ah, uh, God. Brownies baking. Okay. And Kathy, you already chose yours. Yeah, I did the baby snuggles uh, and coffee. I'm, it's too hard for me. Nick, what are you picking? The two I'm going uh, brownies and campfire. Okay. Campfire's good, though, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, hang on. I got some calls online. People <laughs> want to add other things. What? <laughs> Kathy just turned her nose up at the campfire. I was like, Ugh. God, outside. Uh, and, of course, this leads to bizarre scents, things that would not be on this list for some reason. You really like the smell of. Uh, I'm going to go to some uh, callers. I have Barb on the line. Hey, Barb, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Barb? Well, you're talking about the correlation of when you're younger and the scents that stick with you. I love the salt air, the seashore. Mm. Yes, a good one. Especially when it first hits you. Yeah. You know, when you're you're driving there and all of a sudden you're like, we're close. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, driving. I love that. You know, it's similar, well, for me, is late August when a senior citizen who's lived alone passes away. Shut yeah. Up. yeah. And they, they open the door. God. What is wrong yeah. with you? It's no. so, Grandma. That weird, like, so when you're driving. I think we got one. <laughs> yep. 
when you're driving into like when you get off of the Garden State Parkway and you're you're heading into yes. the, it, it kind of it's oh. a little stinky. I don't smell it at that point. I usually have to get off at one of the exits you're first. Just, like yeah. low, a low tide. That's what I'm start saying. Smelling. You're talking about like a low tide once you get scenario. The, yeah, once you get off the Garden State Parkway and yeah. you're like now heading in, there is a weird... Yeah, there can be a rank smell. And it's not like the but, worst. I don't, no, I don't hate it. But then there is definitely that beach smell that, yes. that hits yeah, you. Yeah, once you get past like the marsh area yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Marsh, uh, so marsh, marsh. When you uh, you mentioned bizarre smells, um, how about that sawdust that people in school, they would lay down on top of uh, uh, if somebody Puke. threw up? That sawdust stuff, whatever that was. It was basically, smelled. yeah, it was basically, a lot of it was um, sawdust initially. Our, our janitors used to have sawdust. It smelled good. Really? Yeah. When, when mixed with puke? No, oh no, no, my no, God. no, no, When you mixed it with Sounds the right amount of puke. God, it was wonderful. And then the taste. Yeah. Mm. Also, and Kath, you'll never understand this, but urinal cakes smell so good. No, what? Sure won't. Yeah. Urinal cakes? Urinal cakes smell. Uh, awesome. I've, had, I've, I've smelled some then. And then actually... the taste. <laughs> oh, the bed. Oh. Because. Oh, the icing. Somebody texted in, fresh cut vagina. Oh. <laughs> what? Labiaplasty. All right, let me go to Jake. Hi, Jake. Good morning. Jake, you're on the air. Is it James or Jake? Oh. I don't, I don't if you're know. James, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, I was just saying that when you drive by the diner every morning, the fried onions uh, coming out of the plates. Fried onions, like uh, yeah, like breakfast food in general, bacon and eggs and 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 toast. You know, it, it, it elicits memories of uh, major strokes. Yeah, <laughs> when you're at the ballpark and they're, and they're frying, usually they're frying onions and and. Um, and peppers, yeah, for the sausage, peppers, and onion, and it smells so good. I like the smell of Jim's steaks. Yeah, uh, and then when you come out of there, you can just smell me. <laughs> yeah, well, and you get the smell of Jim's steaks. You do smell like that it place. Absolutely, it uh-huh. carries with you. I can, if I go to a place, I, I love the smell. I love the smell of uh, you know a breakfast restaurant. But if I leave and yep. I my hair, my clothes smell like that, it makes me sick. Well, pizza, uh, the smell of pizza, freshly mm. baked. Freshly, you know, out of the oven pizzas. Yeah, that's right. good. President, I'm so happy you said Jim's because that one in particular is the one place that makes me want to eat meat again. Oh, really? Walking down South Street, okay. I smell Jim's steaks. Yeah, they it's got those big corner. ventilators on the side of the building and it yeah. pumps all that smell outside. <laughs> Not by accident. There's yeah. a pizza restaurant on 13th and Sansom that does the same thing. Yeah. So when you're like drunk walking out of the bar, you just kind of smell the... It's perfect. Pizza. It draws mm-hmm. people in. Uh, okay, here's an odd one. Let me go to Eric. Hey, Eric, good morning. Guys, hey, I used to work for uh, Tower Records a long time ago, and it was uh, the smell of a CD jewel case. It was like a sweet smell to it. <laughs> I really? Smell. Like a sense to it. I'm trying to I, remember that smell. I don't know that I recall that or not, no. but I guess you guys would get them in, in, in crates. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I could see that being, uh, uh, you know, a little overpowering. So uh, so you, you, you file that as a, as a uh, favorable scent? Yeah, it was, it, you know, it was nothing like the scent of a new CD. You know, you unwrap it, and it was just, it, it, was, it was just there, and, you know, yeah. it, it stayed for a while, too. So, okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying I'm to remember, but I, I do remember I used to love, you know, getting uh, Tower Records and coming back with, you know, yeah. five or six CDs was a great experience. Uh, let's try Corey out. He's got one. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Corey? Uh, I like the smell of carpets. Carpets, like new carpet, new carpet. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. When it, it definitely has a strong scent to it when and it's while brand it, new. Well, 
I always went into a carpet store when I was young with my parents. I would always just smell the carpets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's so your weird. son doing? <laughs> that work out. He really likes to sniff <laughs> carpet. You do me a favor. You keep an eye on that boy. Uh, Leslie's Pool Supplies. I love the smell of that store. Yep. I love it. It's, Would that be chlorine? Yeah. It's, it's the plastic. Um, yeah. It, yeah, there's a It's stuff. Velma who works behind the counter. It is not Velma. Uh, it, there's there's that, that pool plastic smell that I absolutely adore. Well, on that, then there's there's something to say for the quote-unquote new car smell. Love the new car smell, yep. which is pretty great. I have to admit it. And and I don't think they all smell quite the same, but no. there is a something that's similar. Hold on. Chuck just brought something in. Chuck oh, D'Amico. Yeah. He's carrying a shoebox. Hi, everybody. Hi. Dead puppy. Oh, I got brand new. <laughs> What's it? What's Dead it? puppy. Dead puppy. Dead puppy. Everybody, isn't awesome? <laughs> Look, I got it in a box. And I just so keep I it around. brand new running shoes. <laughs> ah. They're actually not quite right for me when return them, but I showed them to my friends, <laughs> and, they and everybody immediately just... No, they want to smell you. I'll pass them around. Here you go. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? A shoe store in general. Yeah, I dig that. Smells nice. I immediately mm. think of... Uh, you guys are going to die when I say this. When I smell this, I think of dicks. I do like it. <laughs> of course you Me do. Too. Now, uh, isolate that, are you, please. <laughs> are you lifting up and smelling nice. underneath, or are you... Uh, uh, yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the, the store. Yeah, that's what I meant, dicks. Sporting goods. I was oh. asking if you were lifting up and smelling underneath, but mm. Casey, are you, are you good? I already sniffed them. I was in the <laughs> office. Did you sniff them? No. Oh, okay. But I usually um, do. You're what? I, I would never sniff so somebody then, else's sneakers. Uh-huh. I didn't sniff your own. If you like the smell of oh. dicks, then <laughs> shut up. Just say sporting goods. <laughs> what about urologist's office? <laughs> Love it there. My friend said opening a new Gooder. can of tennis balls. That's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The tennis ball. I love the smell of balls. Yes. <laughs> fuzzy balls. I get my you know, dicks. You can get all my fuzzy balls and I'm sniffing dicks. <laughs> I mean, okay. some balls smell better than others. Uh, True. Like a fresh uh, football. Like a, yeah. like a leather <laughs> football. A nice you know what else? I used to let, let's talk about smelling balls. Uh, the the red <laughs> ball from uh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Like a, like a, would Spalding made those, didn't they? Oh, I, don't, I don't remember yeah. a name on it, but, but yes. the, the standard. You're right, Steve. Yeah. 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 Yep. That that had a nice uh, scent to it. A basketball smells kind of nice, too. Yeah. Um, hang Benoit. On. Baseball smell good. Benoit balls <laughs> smell lovely. They have two different scents. <laughs> Before and after. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, let me, hang on, I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris, good morning. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, bud. All right, um, so, a scent. It's uh, something that reminds me of my dad. Um, and I don't know if you even make this stuff anymore. It's Old Spice aftershave. And yeah. Any 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 cigar that I smell. Because my dad passed away when I was ten. And oh. So long. Oh. Chris, a very nostalgic I, memory for you. Chris, yeah, I still I every every Sunday when I shave, and I just do it on Sunday. I put on Old Spice. They still make it, and I do it because of my dad. It's the same thing. It reminds me of his scent. I shave. And my and dad's I, not gone or anything. Just, I slap on Old Spice. It reminds me of my mom. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> when she would shave her face, she'd slap on a little old Yeah, spray. sure, sure, yeah. exactly. All right, thanks. Then we go to Dick's and smell some balls. Let's go, Steve. Let's go to Dick's and smell some balls. And there it is. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, What's well, interesting, and you know what, Marissa, will you post this on social media and have you already did you already it? already did, I, yeah. I knew you would. Uh, but only two smells from this particular list. Obviously, we added a bunch of them, but fresh cut grass, homemade homemade bread, Strong coffee, line-dried sheets, dark chocolate garden dirt, campfire brownies baking, chlorine baby snuggles. 
uh, apple pie, banana boat sunscreen, new books, uh, fresh towels, leather boots, right before it rains, and dicks. No, uh, balls. No, wait. No, no, no that's it. That's all, all on the list. So uh, thank you for your calls. We do appreciate it. We got to take a break, though. We'll stay on. From the Preston and Steve Show and all of us at WMMR, thank you. Thank you to each and every one who dropped off food, donated money, or lent a hand to produce Camp Out for Hunger. Every donation is important, large or small, volunteer time or talent, vendor equipment and supplies, all to benefit our neighbors in need. Donations can still be made at your local Acme. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacore and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Xfinity from Comcast, Wisfist Bank, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. This is uh, not Preston Elliott. Uh, Preston is out sick. He got uh, he got the flu over the weekend and has uh, been hit pretty hard with it. So uh, took off yesterday. Took off today. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. We want to get you guys the, the camp out totals from last week. And we're not going to do that without Preston Elliott in our studio. Steve is taking a rest day as well. Uh, it was hard for him to do that. We uh, uh, Bill Weston was the one who actually, actually recommended that Steve take I the day I recommended it I on know. our text chain because if Preston's not here, he should stay home and rest because he's not sick, but, like, his voice is a little strained, and yep. he's, we're all tired from last week, so they, they both need to rest. Yep, so uh, Steve and Preston, Preston and Steve, hopefully they'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, it is a Tuesday, so I want to remind people to text the word tattoo the 39333 for a $350 gift certificate to uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, you can check them out online at uh, floatingworldtattoos.com or actually check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. And then, Kath, we also have this really cool MMR Tailgate Tuesday prize bag. This is from Primo Hoagies. Check this out $100 Primo Hoagies gift card and a case of Michelob Ultra from Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week, you can score big with Primo's Hoagies. It's not just a Hoagie, it's a Primo. And Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer containing only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra produces a light citrus aroma and a crisp, refreshing finish. Uh, we're going to do this giveaway now. Pick okay. a caller. All right, let's do caller five. All right, caller number five at 215-263-WMMR. You are going to win that amazing MMR Tailgate Tuesday prize pack from our friend at Primo's and Michelob Ultra. Let's take a look at traffic. Kathy, what's going on? The Blue Road southbound were stopped just south of Villanova Route 30 to Westchester Pike Exit 9 because of an accident that's still blocking the left lane. There's a bit of a delay on the northbound side as well. People slowing down to take a look. 95 to Broomall is where you're slow. Schuylkill eastbound slows 202 into Belmont Heavy City to the Vine. Westbound from Vera Avenue to South Street to Boulevard to Belmont and then the Blue Route to Gulf Mills. 95 southbound. Heavy from through to Bridge. Uh, looks like the northbound delays have pretty much cleared out at this point. The boulevard southbound slowing broad to Wissahickon. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound jams uh, from Willow Grove to Fort Washington. 422 eastbound slowing Trooper to First Avenue. And Cherry Hill Route 70 eastbound at Cooper Landing Road. We've got right lane construction. They're repairing a broken gas main. Uh, so expect some delays there this afternoon. 42 north. Heavy from 41 to 295. 55 northbound jams Deptford to the 42 freeway. Route 73 northbound. Heavy from Franklin Avenue to Brick Road. This traffic report brought to you by 
AAA Car Care now through Saturday only. Save $40 on any repair of $150 or more at AAA Car Care Centers. See store for details or visit AAA.com slash my car. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I saw this story over the week and thought this is kind of interesting. Maybe this is a good time to bring it up because it's uh, pets might still be uh, taking their kids into school uh, this morning. By the way, were you guys... Were you bus riders? Did you get a ride from to school from your parents? How Walkers, did it work out? I would say walker <laughs> and, and a bus rider uh, throughout my school career. However, periodically, uh, my mom or my dad would take me to special uh, school functions. Okay, I was a bus rider for most of my time, but there was. I think it might have been when I was in middle school that uh, that my dad would give me a ride on his way into work. He'd drop oh, me off at school. Which that's is, cool. Which is always nice. It's riding the bus, man. It's it's a it's a big vehicle full of zombies yeah. in the morning, <laughs> and so it was never really that fun. Uh, but I did get rides, and I'll, I'll explain why in this story in a moment. I was I always uh, I always got uh, a ride to school, whether it was from my parents or when my friends started to drive. Right. I took the bus occasionally on the way home. I was a cheerleader, so like you'd have to take that late bus home. Uh, but I lived right up the street from the school, and and we they we did get bus service, but it took so long if I was on the bus that it was like you know I'd get home a half an hour early if somebody. You know, dr- drove me around. Yeah. Well, I was always at the outer edges when they when they would reset the district. Yeah. I would always be the furthest out, so <laughs> I, I would get the bus. And then one year they decided, yeah, you're not getting the bus. So you know, I, it was always a long trek to uh, to uh, the school. And I always feel like nothing good ever happens on the bus. Well, you, you not just, true. A lot of bad can happen yep. on the bus. Yeah. What? No, not true. A lot of great things happen on the bus. I mean, that's where the fights start. You know. If you're going to see a fight at the bus stop okay. afterwards. But if, you're, if you happen to be the one that's getting punched in the face, that's not that's necessarily not so good. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, well, anyhow, the reason I bring it up is uh, Tennessee State Representative Antonio Parkinson is gaining national headlines after he proposed a measure to enforce a dress code on parents in the state when uh. visiting public schools. <laughs> like so, they can't come in their pajamas? <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I think this is if they get out of the car right, right. and come into the school. Uh, and at first I thought this is kind of silly, but then I heard a little bit about what this guy has heard from his constituents. Right. And I'm sure it's happened um, a, a bit around here and everywhere else as well. But in a, an interview on today, he said that uh, he realized that it was time for parents to adhere to a set of rules. After hearing a number of horror stories from educators and constituents about how parents dress and behaved when visiting the state's public schools. And he said people wearing next to nothing, people wearing shirts or tattoos with expletives, people coming onto a school campus and cursing the principal or the teacher out, these things happen regularly. Yeah, those are obvious, you know, if you're, if you're going to start cursing out teachers and stuff like that, that's, that's horrific. Well, but, I'm thinking, like, but, the kid missed the bus, and it's like, hurry up, get in the car. Oh, yeah. You know, and then for whatever reason, they have to go into the school and sign and they the weren't, kid in they weren't whatever. dressed for that trip. Right, right. That, that I think that's probably the, the majority of what he's focusing on. Yeah, there's right. a, uh, he says, a, a principal I talked to told me a lady came into the office with her sleepwear on <laughs> and some of her body parts. <laughs> hanging out. I <laughs> said, you got children coming down the hall in the line and they can't, you don't want them to see this, you know? Uh, which uh, I, I totally could see that happening. And I, I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, I could see your mom driving you to school in her nightgown. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and she goes, yeah, but she wouldn't get out of the car. There's the difference. Sometimes you have to get out of the car. Uh-huh. So if you're, if you're sort of prepared, you know, he's not asking if they wear, uh, you know, a black tie, to the uh, to the uh, no. deal, just 
cover up if you can. But I know that, that Rochelle has dealt with enough times of the kids missing the bus in yeah. the morning, which I was always by. <clears throat> I'd be like, I'm like, how do you miss the bus? Get your ass up and get outside and catch the damn bus. We would stand it's not that hard. We'd be to the bus stop like a half hour yeah. prior to it getting there just to make sure that was the edict from from mom and dad to make sure we were there so we didn't miss the bus. Even on so the yeah, cold days? In the on the cold freaking days. Yeah. <laughs> so you could see the bus stop from my house. I guess I did take the bus occasionally because remember there was the time when my dad came I forgot my lunch and my dad came onto the bus in his robe with like his messy whatever was left of his hair at that time. <laughs> you forgot your lunch, honey. Yep. And I was like, oh my Oh my God! No, no. Uh, well, I told you the story. We, we, we were going on a field trip on a on a Saturday. It was at elementary school, and we we're going to go see it's a mad, 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 mad world. And we pull up, and my dad lets us out, and, and uh, then he forgot to give my younger brother something. Where you know uh, he was going to the same school to, at the time. And my dad loved to wear a winter jacket. Oh, that's right. With shorts <laughs> and work boots, and it, he. Work I boots. mean, he looked like the absolute. Essence of a flasher, and he he comes walking up, and I'm like, oh no! And you see kids looking. We're you see kids that we're about to be flashed. <laughs> what year were you? What you? How old are you? Fourth grade. Oh, that's just the worst. Where's your dad's pants? Yeah, my dad doesn't like to wear pants in the winter. Oh, Should be a fun field trip, guys. If I were to tell you that there are shorts on underneath that coat, would it help? Yeah. I'm going to go to a uh, an anonymous teacher on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you all at work. It's all good, man. What's up? So I, I so the second you brought up that story, you touched a nerve. Okay. Um, that I think myself and most teachers feel. I actually agree with that proposal in terms of uh, that parents should be dressed as presentable because I'm going to be honest with you, Preston, it is impossible for any teacher to take somebody seriously and any kind of any parent seriously when they come in dressed, dressed like they just rolled out of bed or like they had a 3 a.m. party. Okay, because right. Because I, I have to, because it, back in, in my time when I was in school, my parents, whenever they had to come to school, no matter what the time of day was, they came dressed presentable. Okay, and I, it's just, it's just absolutely impossible. I, we've, I've had meetings with my principals where after the parents left, that we just laughed because <laughs> of the fact of how they were dressed, uh, and that it is impossible. That it's just impossible. Give it, give I us mean, an idea. Give us an idea of the most outlandish things you've seen. So, oh, oh, what have what haven't I seen? Let's see. Um, the string spaghetti top coming in with the, the long the, the long PJs and the hair and curlers was, was probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the parent walks. The parent walks in, and I have to do everything I can not to smile, right. despite the fact despite the fact that that it was a semi serious situation, right? And, and we just wait. The parent leaves, and the principal looks at me and says, "You can go back to your class. I can't take this seriously." Right. So yes, you know, and and that's the thing. And what I guess what really touches the nerve, what touches my nerve as a teacher, is that by doing that, you're not setting a good example for your child as as to what is what is acceptable or not. And honestly, I've had principals, I've had, you know, we've had parents that were not allowed to enter the building, some of our buildings, because of that. Okay, because of attire. 
Yes, because of retirement, because we have a dress code for our students, and and we also, huh? you know, there's an expectation for where the parents hate to be just as presentable. Uh, that, uh, I, I understand that. If you're going to make the kids do it, then the parents should adhere to that as well. And it's not, it's not so much. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if... if to throw on just regular street clothing, acceptable street clothing, you don't show up in a spaghetti string pajama uh, top and, uh, you know, in the hair. And... Listen, you understand people get caught behind on their schedule, but it doesn't yeah. take that much to get presentable fairly quickly. Right. Throw a hat on. Throw a hat on. Yeah. A, yeah. a muumuu. Yeah, even, 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 even if you just show up in... In, in jeans and and you know a nice a nice top of some that's at least a lot better than than showing up the way some of these parents show up today. All right, All right thank you. Yeah. I appreciate thank it. You. Somebody texted in and says, uh, "I didn't think anybody still used curlers. <laughs> <laughs> Do they, Kathy? Uh, yeah, I, I know some people that still put curlers in their hair. Okay, that sleep in them. Yeah, I use the little, the small ones for my pubes because I like that sort of um, that uh, look. A gal we used to work with would occasionally come to work wearing curlers leanne curtis really i I forget this i remember being in a jock meeting and leanne came with curlers i'm like you really have curlers in your hair man (laughs) well the point of curlers is to curl your hair for when you leave the house right i know know. but it was she worked at night so she came in for a jock meeting which was earlier in the day so that was early for her but i remember (laughs) cracking up but she brought in barbecue chicken pizza which was really nice did she have like a a kerchief over you know Uh, yeah right maybe our classes i don't remember that uh here's a text says my mom tells me a story that uh, for my kindergarten back to school night back in 1991, a dad showed up without his shirt on. <laughs> it was Northeast Philadelphia. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that's that's a level of casualness that uh, I just think is inappropriate to go walk into the school for the uh, for an event shirtless. No, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let me go to some other calls. Uh, I'm going to go to Amy. Hello, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so my mother was not a morning person, and so it took her a while after having her coffee and all to get going in the morning, and it always ended up she'd drive us to school because we were running late. We only lived about three blocks from the high school. And so often she would drive us in her pajamas and her robe. Now, she would never have gone into the high school that way, but one time the car broke down just about a half a block from the high school, so she had to walk home oh, no. in her in her robe and her uh, <laughs> nightgown, and she was she was fairly horrified. That didn't keep her from doing it again, but. Uh-huh. Uh, what you're saying reminds me there was an episode of Thanks, the Goldbergs Amy. where Beverly shows up. She's going to exact revenge on uh, on her daughter, and she shows up with the full curlers and the whole thing, and then, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny about that, about her mom having yeah. to walk home in her, in her robe and, and pajamas? It's not like, you know, you've got skin hanging out, or you're, not, you're, you're, no. you're exposed or anything like that. But you just look stupid. <laughs> you look stupid. You look stupid in a robe. Yeah, walking around outside. You know where you're. Whereas we think you should either be sitting, uh, you know, leisurely in your chaise lounge at right. home, or, listen, or by the pool at a, at a spa or something like that. Yes, and if it's in the winter, first off, three blocks doesn't seem that far to walk to, to class, but whatever. So they're getting driven. Uh, if it's in the winter, throw on a long, throw on a coat like my dad did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, let me go to Mary. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Hey. So I'm not the uh, the teacher. My sister is. But when I heard this, I had to call in because I have a favorite. Uh, basically, I look forward to her stories about the teacher-student or the 
parent-teacher conferences every year. Okay. And the absolute best was last year. She had a mother of a bit of a problem child come in for the conference. The woman proceeded to light up a cigarette in the middle of their conversation in the classroom. In the classroom, okay. In the classroom. (laughs) My sister told her she couldn't do that, so she put it away, tucked it into her tank top, and proceeded to pull a sugar glider out of her bra and asked my sister if she wanted to hold it. Oh, my God. That's like a little tiny flying squirrel. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was in her bra? What the hell? <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know why this poor child has problems. Yes. I think Seriously. that may be the answer right there. Bob's got animals in her well, bra. He oh had a sugar God. glider in the studio. Did the woman not carry that thing in her bra, if you recall? Yes. No, it I'm, I'm asking you guys. What if it was the same chick? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. She had the sugar glider in her bra yeah, here, the visit in the studio. That's kind of where like to okay. hang out. Interesting. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Mary. I appreciate it. You don't mind if I smoke in here, do you? you imagine that? The sugar glider likes it. What sugar glider? Well, let me show you. It's in my bra. And uh, I have a ferret in my ass. Let me go to Alan. Hey, Alan, good morning. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the need to eat pizza. <laughs> Nicely done. Alan! Alan! All right, thank Alan! you, Alan. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, so um, since I'm, I'm Filipino, and my dad immigrated to America in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So he likes to believe he's still in the Philippines. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so no matter where we go, when we were younger, she would wear uh, the thinnest flip-flops with the ugliest feet, the dirtiest tank top, the dirtiest jean shorts. And no matter where he dropped us off, he would force us to give him a kiss. Like, mwah, 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 where's my kiss? <laughs> oh, man. At what age, uh, up to what age, or was it throughout all of your schooling that you were forced to give daddy a kiss oh it still happens now <laughs> there you go and and would this happen in front of other students as you dropping you off at school and everything it's in front of students uh in front of my friends in front of my girlfriend oh my god <laughs> love you daddy yeah. you know i mean yeah, exactly. it's it, it's very nice Thanks, but it's, it can be a little uh it can be my, my daughter my daughter has started shying away from giving me a kiss Aww. if her friends if her friends are around i know it hurts <laughs> In her, you know what? Start kissing her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't want to kiss me. Hmm. Who's the one in the pigtails? Come over here. Uh, let me go to this anonymous caller on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. All right. What's up? I am a teacher. I've seen a lot of crazy outfits, but my favorite are the shirts that have bangs on them. So there was a dad who came to pick his daughter up from school, and his shirt said, Today's just one of those days where I feel like pimping hoes and selling dope. <laughs> and he wears that to school. Hey, Dad. Yeah, Thanks, Dad. Dad, could you wear your pimp shirt to school? <laughs> You'd make me very one. proud. Your Maybe your hose. pimp or your, your drug shirt would be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you know. What's that? Wear your beaver patrol hat. I, I will. I Listen, I, I've certainly got some, some shirts that, that are not quite as to that extent. Yeah. But have some fun sayings on them. But And, and I will definitely do a check if I happen to be going to a family event or a school event or something like that, I will check and make sure that I'm wearing something that's appropriate or not. For, like, parent-teacher conferences, I remember, all you know, first off, it'd be like, 
Yeah, uh, mom and dad were going to school to talk to the teachers, and but they would get dressed up. They would, get, or at least they would get. You know, they would they would have on nice clothing. My dad would probably wear like a, a suit jacket or something or mm-hmm. whatever, and go in. But you know, the idea of bringing your uh, your sugar glider in your underwear that never occurred to them. <laughs> Listen to these texts coming in. This says these are parents. I mean, these are these are teachers that have parents come by. I had a parent come to a conference in pajamas and was drinking coffee from a baby bottle. I can't, it's just... What? Stop it. And I believe it. I believe that that happened. A baby bottle. Okay. Here's one that says, had a parent come to a meeting with a very inappropriate pair of shoes. <laughs> one shoe had the word F written on the front of it. Another one had F on the front of it as well. Okay. Uh, or what did I say? Off. off. I'm sorry. Yeah. F and off. F no. off. I mean, are they telling the teacher that? I mean, is that was that the point they were trying to make? Wow. Case, I know you had flirted with the idea of doing some things to embarrass your kids. Just fun. Yeah. Fun-wise, uh, for uh, the bus, right? Or was it at dropping them off at school <laughs> oh, or wait, picking them up? The bus? No, you know, listen, I had that hairy jacket. Yes. And <laughs> it was a fun jacket. This is like the jacket that Vin Diesel wore in that, that triple, triple X, X sequel. Movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, looks like look, looks like a, an animal pelt. But listen, I mean, I wore it because it was A, warm, B, it was fun. Yeah. And then uh, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, she was embarrassed by it, so... <laughs> Of course, I, you're aware. No, no, no. I stopped. I oh, stopped. you did. Oh. Yeah. No, there, there are things that, as my kids got older, uh, and it, it, you know, they got embarrassed by things. Like my son doesn't like it when I pull up to places, like a baseball game, basketball game, or school or whatever, and the the radio is blaring because I like to listen to my music loud. Right. So whenever I pull into a parking lot, I have to turn the music okay. down. I don't wear all the. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, <laughs> but that jacket, I. Found out that it bothered her. I did it one more time just to get my last dig in, and then uh, and I don't wear it anymore. Preston, you're, she's around. Talking about having your daughter start to, um, you know, w- where the parents sort of get shunted off now, where it's, it's, yeah. you're in that not cool range. Yeah. yeah so have, did you talk to her about it? Are you just going, you know, is it no. something to even bring up? I think I said one time, I'm like, oh, you don't want to kiss me in front of your friend. Okay. No, it's, it's like I'll just that. go cry in my room. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's, I haven't really. Never really spoken to her about it, but you know. Do you remember when you? Do you remember when you? I mean, so you're being. I assume that you would always kiss your dad when he drove you to school. <laughs> right here, right on the lips. <laughs> oh, Come in for the real thing. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember when I stopped doing that with my parents. I remember when it like wrapped back around. And I was like, I don't care what people think now. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like as I got older, like in high school, and you know, I would give my mom and dad a hug before you know before I left. Oh, hang on a second here. Somebody went to high school with Casey as a yeah. question. I'm going to go to Bill. Hi. <laughs> Bill, you're on the air. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Hey, what's up, bud? Yeah, Casey, I went to Cardinal Alley. You were a freshman when I was a senior. Okay, cool. You Do you remember uh, uh, John Brown? Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Brown. I had him for a homeroom my fr- uh, senior year. Yeah, I, I had him for three years. For uh, English and French. Okay. That's pretty cool, man. And, awesome. And, and we used to smoke weed together. <laughs> you, and the, you and the teacher would smoke weed together? In high school? In the classroom. In the classroom. No way. I don't I buy it. Not I even swear. for a second I don't buy that. <laughs> I, I swear. I swear on my father's grave. Do you know how bad Is your that father dead? smells? I mean, I swear. Like, you can't get away with that. You can't. Casey, Casey, when we, we, we would... Remember dialogues? No. 
You don't remember Dialogue, the little magazine that oh. he came up with? No, but I, okay. I don't know where this conversation is going. Just, I'm just fascinated with this conversation. Yeah, it just made a flashback in my in my head that we we smoked we smoked um, we smoked weed with John Brown, and then from that moment on, we called smoking weed John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a John ah. Brown? <laughs> is he in any way that this teacher still alive? Oh yeah, is he? Yeah, he, yeah. He's old, man. He was old. Do you I, think I, that he would remember it? I, um, mm, let me I see. Did I smoke weed with kids? I'm with Casey. I, I find it really hard to believe. However, I'd lo- love to find out if it's true. He had he had a, he had a freaking teepee in his in his backyard. Are oh, you losing me here? Did, Did he have a teepee in his backyard? I've never been to his backyard. <laughs> oh, I can't say that. I just li- yeah. He definitely was know. an eccentric kind of guy, and and I really liked him. I never. He had was him the in- best English slash French teacher I ever had. Right. I never had him for class class. I just had him for homework. Anyway. But just how you can't do that. You can't smoke pot in the school. But anyway, Bill, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Not even a little we're bit. We're talking about smoking weed with uh, with oh, teachers. We're talking about people wearing embarrassing things. Well, what was the teacher wearing? By the way, I had sex with my homeroom teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like nine times we were doing roofies. Thanks, Bill. What? Okay. That guy went to Cardinal O'Hara? Hey, listen, of course it's he all, did. Types, hey, okay. all types. That was Principal Jenkins. Uh, hey, can uh, we talk to you like one of the doctors that I graduated with that went to O'Hara? <laughs> Anything along those lines? Or? Yeah, there's, uh, there's <laughs> Dr. Love is on line seven. <laughs> Let me go to Donna. Hey, Donna, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank oh! you, Donna. What do you want to tell us? Um, well, as a teacher, uh, it's not just a clothes that crack you up it's the entourage they bring in like the baby strollers the bottles and every other kid right well we had a mom come in and she had on those booty cut shorts okay and and um you know we're trying to have a meeting and there's like four of us in the meeting table and the baby drops the bottle and she stands up and bends over and oh. her just ass is just like <laughs> hanging out just hanging out of her booty shorts so how how, how was how austere were these booty shorts Oh my God! I, it was just awful. You do not take a person seriously like that. And now I think you're sitting down in another chair. A student's going to sit in, and I'm thinking, "Wow, I can't take you seriously." Like, wow. like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think um, I'm going into the school to meet with a teacher? Maybe I'll. I'll uh... I'll leave the booty shorts, shorts here, you know. Yeah, you know. You Please know. tell me that this is Pensbury High School. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Hang on. There's another caller here right. on the line. Let me go to George. Hey, George, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what? Uh, hey, I know John Brown. He is definitely still alive. Okay. Uh, and did you go to did you go to Cardinal O'Hara? I most certainly did. Okay. And did and you I smoke pot? To say, go ahead. I smoked pot in a classroom. Yes, I did. Not with John Brown. It was uh, Mr. Adams. Oh, All the teachers? What? All the teachers in Carlton smoking pot with the kids. The math teacher? Yes. Okay, no so way. How, many, <laughs> how many teachers throughout the day were you smoking pot with? What is going on at O'Hara? Listen, I know Mr. Adams. There's no freaking way Mr. Adams smoked pot. I, he no, never Mr. smoked. Adams no, he sold it no, to Mr. No, no, no. Brown. Mr. Adams did not. What, what I'm trying to tell you is his, his classes were completely out of hand. It was an absolute joke being in his class. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Remember, uh, it was 
Right at the Indianapolis 500. He went into school. It's like... You know, Carter. Students, in honor of the Indianapolis 500, today we're going to smoke pot. Uh, and then when school's over, meet me back at the teepee. Hang on. Hang on. Let me let me talk to George for a second. Hang on a second. So, George, back up just a moment. So, Mr. Adams, you're not saying that he smoked weed with you, but you did, or Mr. Allen was that his name? Mr. You Allen. said Adams, not Allen, right? Mr. Adams. Adams, yeah. okay. But you're saying that you got away with smoking pot in his classroom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. During yeah. class yeah. while he was there? Absolutely, yep. What year is it, this? By the way, by, just for the record, this is all hearsay. It's none all of this hearsay. is. is, is no, 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 this really happened. Oh, it was by your thing. <laughs> but then again, you know, he was doing it in honor of major uh, yeah. racing events. Yeah. <laughs> what year was this, George? <laughs> Class of 73. And this was probably, uh, I think, my sophomore year, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. Students, Dover Downs hey. this weekend. Bring heroin with you on Monday. <laughs> Listen, guys, honestly, I saw and did a lot in high school of nefarious things, and this does not really surprise me. To though. Casey's no. point, it would be, the. it is such a pungent, pungent smell. Yeah. But it if you're would, by a window, you, I mean, you might be able to get away with it. George, were you blowing it out the window? Well, the windows were open, uh, also, you know, the, the couple guys were smoking cigarettes. I'm, I'm telling you, his classrooms were, were such a joke. He could do anything. He'd just get up and walk around while he's trying to teach. And I, I didn't learn anything. I had him for geometry. And it was, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> Poor Mr. Adam. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't learn anything in that class. That's weird. <laughs> now, there was a, there was a guy in, in middle school, Mr. Davis, and his was like the class you could get away with anything in. Right. He, was, he, had, he had concert T-shirts up on the... He ended up becoming... He ended up... He molested a couple of kids. There you go. <laughs> there you not. go. Kid you not. There was a guy... Oh, I had, I had a, an English teacher in high school who was one of those, I want a you, yo, I want a you, I want a uh-huh. you. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I think he eventually ended up getting arrested for something. I just... It, it's to me... I mean, listen, I was driving behind a car on Saturday and this car, somebody in that car was clearly smoking pot. It was smell. Right? And yeah. I mean, he's in a car that's 50 yards in front of me and my windows are up. That stuff stinks. All right. All right. Never, it was I've, not a skunk, by the way. I've never told you guys this before, but I smoked with a teacher one time. No really? way. In school. Yeah, Mr. Mumia. What? Absolutely. Was it? No, not in school. Not oh. in school. Okay. Not in school. Was it just after he a NASCAR a, race? What's that? Was it just after a NASCAR race? <laughs> no. No, it's funny because he was a... He would help out the troubled kids. Now, yeah. I, I was not in his class, but my friend was, and it's funny. It's, it's terrible. But we, they, we used to call it... Uh, 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 Muma's mongoloid, <laughs> because he oh, got geez. all the bad students. Oh my god! Uh, but we were. This was after he he was getting ready to leave, and uh, he was, he was getting to re- leave the job. Yeah, he was okay. moving to another state, and uh, and I went over to a guy's house, and he was there, and sure enough, we partook. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I buy some pot from you? <laughs> you you'd be surprised right? at uh, at what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of my teachers. Um, uh, no, I never, well, first off, I, I didn't, but I, none of my teachers seem to be oh, the sorry. kind that would smoke pot after the Indianapolis 500. Here's another Mr. Brown story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, all, all unsubstantiated. Hi, Maggie. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, Maggie? Um, so, my dad smoked pot with Mr. Brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
You did smoke with him in his backyard. He said he has bamboo back there. And he, I loved Mr. Brown when I went there. He told me he had a barrel full in his backyard when I asked him to smoke with me. Um, so... Yeah, he was he was an awesome dude. So Matt, he was an awesome dude. So he had a teepee in his backyard. You can verify that. I cannot verify that. My dad could, but I mean, he passed away a few years ago. But Mister Brown's still around, so I mean, that guy's never gonna die. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god. All right, thank wow. you, Maggie. All right, well, these like like you guys are saying, this is what uh, these are stories that people are sharing with us, whether they're true or not. I do not know, but um, he was one of those guys, you. though, that you you just love. Listen, you go to Catholic, of course you, you did. To, you go to Catholic school, and there are a lot of teachers that you know crack the whip, and yeah. you know that are very very strict. And then you have the few, and it's no surprise that this gentleman was an English teacher. You know, uh, oh yeah, no, I know a little bit saying. more eccentric and stuff like that. But like you know. There, three of my favorite teachers, or two of my favorite teachers that I ever had, were um, were English teachers. Right? Yeah, um, and he's one of them. And now, I'm, you know, now I, I understand why. Now maybe, you know why. Maybe. It was an opium den in the class. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite teachers was an English teacher, and he ended up marrying one of the students. <laughs> really? I, fa- I found out at my like twentieth reunion. Yeah, he showed up. So we had, we had a guy, I remember this guy, he looked like the Aborigine in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. He was, he was a gym teacher. It was, you know, that that right out of the police song, man. You know, um, the, the Lolita song. sort of, uh, you know. Oh, no, so, so, so close to me. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I Well, this took an interesting turn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, I was just talking about, uh, you know, there's a state representative in Tennessee that wants a, a, a dress code on parents when they visit public schools. Any potential for a bill that would uh, fight uh, smoking pot with your teachers? In the, sc- in the classroom, maybe. <laughs> I don't might, know if the, that might be the next level. Uh, but interesting. So thanks for the calls. That was entertaining. Wow. We appreciate it. So, <laughs> uh, I want to take a break. Stay with us. Thursday from 7 to 9, Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Barnaby's Westchester at 15 South High Street. Enter for a chance to win Eagles Tennessee tickets or a Javon Hargrave autographed jersey courtesy of Bud Light. Plus, enjoy $15 Bud Light buckets. It's Casey Boy here with Kathy and Nick. Preston's sick. Steve taking a uh, much-needed day of rest. Uh, Kathy, you forced him to do that. He didn't want to. (laughs) Oh, wait, did I not turn your microphone on? No, I turned on guest mic three. Sorry, Kath, there's a lot of buttons over here. No, I just thought it was a good idea, so I suggested it, and I think Bill convinced him, which is is good, because uh, last week, it's a long week for everybody, especially those two. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I just found out I was talking to promotions down the hall, and uh, you know, we would have come back today with... uh, with the tallies from the Camp Out for Hunger, but those tallies are ever-growing. And so having another day to wait to give you guys the, the Camp Out totals uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Preston and Steve are, uh, are healthy. Uh, that We'll get a, a better, um, more accurate tally because it will be ever-growing. When we left on Friday, I honestly thought we had escaped unscathed and that Preston was going to be okay. Because last year, he got sick during Camp Out yeah. and had to miss f- food trucks and fireworks. And then, so we got out of camp out, and then we got a, we got you know on our group text a text from him this week and saying that it was uh, he was not feeling well. Well, if at you all. remember, at the end of the week, Thursday and Friday, he was saying he had a sore throat. Yeah, and then he was like, "I woke up Friday. He's like, and it, it doesn't feel too bad. So I, I think I'm good. <laughs> nope, uh, not so much. Not so much. No. Not so much. Yeah, I got a text from his wife on Sunday saying he's out. He is out right now. And then I was uh, you know talking to him via text, and yeah, he basically spent thirty straight hours in bed. And then last night, 
Yeah. He got to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. Yeah. Which I'm sure is yeah, wonderful as well. You know, to, like, he may have to take tomorrow, too. Yeah. He we'll, might. We'll he might. But, uh, yeah, so uh, just a warning that uh, if Preston is not here tomorrow, uh, we will not be doing the tallies until the, the campout totals until he, I think it's uh, it's only fitting that yeah. he's here for that. We want right? him back. Yeah. We want you back here. We want you back, you back here, here in Bellican with <laughs> Oh, in geez. studio. We want you back in studio. Thank God that button is over on Steve's apparatus <laughs> over there. He won't play that anymore. Uh, but it is um, business as usual here. Uh, don't forget, uh, it is Tattoos Day. So if you text the word tattoo to 39333, you can win yourself a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So that's going on as well as uh, traffic. Kathy, you got another. Or this is our final look at traffic? It is. All right, what's going on? We've got a disabled vehicle on the Schuylkill westbound. Uh, it is jammed from the boulevard to Belmont. It's off to the shoulder. Uh, westbound also jams from Vera Avenue to South Street. Eastbound side slowing from the Blue Road into Belmont. 95 southbound backing up from Cottman through the bridge. Once you get to the Vine, westbound that slow 95 to Broad Street, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound slowing from Virginia Drive to Fort Washington. King of Prussia Road closed both directions between Upper Gulf and Croton Road. That's ongoing construction. And then Midvale uh, in East Falls closed between Henry and Fox. That's water department activity. 42 freeway northbound jams 41 to Creek Road. There's an accident in the Left lane, Route 70 eastbound at Cooper Landing. Right lane construction, a, a broken gas main break there. 55 northbound, heavy from Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by, it is brought to you by Amtrak. What makes Amtrak so magical? It's not just the comfortable seating or the adventurous spirit in every turn. It's what brings us together. Home for the holidays, just an Amtrak away. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And the Bizarre File is brought to you today by Horizon Services. Purchase a new heater from Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing and get up to $1,700 back with zero down and zero payments until 2024. Book fast at HorizonEasyBook.com. Well, according to Newsweek, a woman on a recent flight between Syracuse, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia... Decided to give all of her fellow passengers a sight to see. That woman attempted to swaddle and breastfeed her cat. Her cat! Oh. Yes. Even worse is that after she was requested by flight personnel to put the cat and her breast away, she refused. The incident allegedly happened during a recent trip on board Delta Flight 1360, a route that travels between Syracuse and Atlanta. Then an uh, image posted to social media suggests that the purported cat breastfeeding happened while the plane was headed towards Atlanta, although it's not clear. Uh, the image circulating online describes the supposed event in what appears to be a screen capture of a message sent using the aircraft communications addressing and reporting system, which pilots use to transmit short text-based messages to the ground. The message reports that a passenger is uh, in seat 13A, is breastfeeding a cat, and will not put the cat back in the carrier. Uh, the uh, message asks that the situation be addressed by the airline's, airline's, quote, red coat team upon landing. Delta describes members of the team as elite airport customer service experts who are yep. specially trained to handle on-the-spot customer issues. Newsweek also tracked down a flight attendant and their, or the flight attendant's TikTok account uh, which said this woman had one of those like hairless cats swallowed up in a blanket so it looked like a baby. 
Uh, this is according to Ainsley Elizabeth. She said in a follow-up video. You can't tell me there's no picture of this, right, with all those cameras on that flight? I don't know. Her shirt was up, and she was trying to get the, the cat to latch, and she wouldn't, and Jeez. she put the cat back. She wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier, and the cat was screaming for its life. I'm a cat. I'm not going to nurse off of a human. Uh, she, she says, what does she do at home if she's doing that in public? And the security met the flight just to tell her that she couldn't do that again because it was weird and gross. <laughs> Yeah, don't beat around the bush. It's weird and it's gross. But even more confusing is that the woman violated only one airline rule in her stunt. According to Delta, there is no specific rule against breastfeeding a pet aside from her taking the cat out of the carrier during the flight. Well, there's going to be a little add-on later on over this. Mm -hmm. All the animals you can't breastfeed on a flight. Listen to this. This will horrify you. A man was brought into a Massachusetts hospital after he woke up seizing and speaking gibberish, and doctors later discovered tapeworms inside his brain. Tapeworms in the brain. Yeah. A case study published in the New England Journal uh, of Medicine said the 38-year-old patient was disoriented, held an involuntary upward gaze, and could not respond to command. What seems to be the problem, sir? (laughs) Doctors at Mass General conducted various exams to locate the source of his seizures. Tests showed that he had a parasitic infection called uh, cystocorosis. uh, Or cystocorosis, that's it. Not cystocristian. No, cystocorosis. A condition that can cause seizures if it spreads to the brain in three, two, one. From the music I'm hearing, I think you might have Sister Christian. A person gave... Wow. <laughs> Take two foreigners and call me in the morning. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, a person who gets this, they get it by swallowing eggs found in the feces oh. of a person who oh. has had an intestinal tapeworm. Wait, you know the one way you can cure it, though? What? Breastfeed the cat. Okay. Yeah. The studies conducted uh, showed the man had three brain lesions, and researchers believe that he's lived with the tapeworms for the last 20 years. This is a horrifying a piece of news that tapeworms can make it into your brain? Well, you have to eat poop that has... The I do. Yeah, so the patient was admitted to the Neurosciences Intensive Care Unit and given uh, levotracetam, I think is how you pronounce this, uh, therapy, a medicine often used for epilepsy. Twelve hours after he was admitted, the patient was uh, extubated and discharged five days later with no further seizure activity. So That's they, horrifying. They fixed it for him, which is great. All right, one last story. Uh, we will end with Les. All right, let's go with this one. A female passenger... Who choked and took a bite out of the neck of an Uber driver. Oh, no. Pleaded guilty to a pair of criminal charges in connection with a bloody, unprovoked attack. In a plea deal, Michelle Stilwell uh, copped to the battery and disorderly conduct charges, misdemeanors, which he was sentenced to 18 months in probation. Uh, Stilwell was originally charged in criminal information, uh, in a criminal information something, Thing. it doesn't say, with battery and witness tampering, a felony. Uh, she's a licensed practice nurse. Also find $850 directed to undergo a mental health evaluation in order to have no contact with Michael Hassey, the 23-year-old victim. What what provoked this? We don't know. So Stillwell attacked Hassey from behind as he drove his Toyota uh, near Stillwell's St. Petersburg residence. While the car was moving, she reached forward and proceeded to choke the victim from behind. She initially choked, her, uh, choked him with two hands before wrapping an arm around his throat. Oh, my God. As Hassey sought to pull over the car... Stillwell managed to crawl forward into the center console and bite the victim deeply on the neck, drawing blood. She then scratched him across the chest, causing large red color marks. So uh, somebody actually saw this and 
worked their way in and managed to help them. This is actual video of this. We're looking at this right now. Somebody whipped out a camera while other people were trying to help him out. Uh, so police and court records do not cite a motive for the Saturday afternoon attack. Oh. And uh, David notes that Stillwell displays an indication of alcohol influence as oh. well. But, yeah, she bites him, dude. Oh, gross. It's crazy. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Now, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second or two. Make sure you hang close to this morning. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. On a Tuesday morning, Preston and Steve are out today, but I'm here with Kathy and Nick and Marissa's here and Connor's here holding down the fort. I think we did OK today. So we did far. all right. All right. I'm going to get too ahead of myself here. Still plenty of time to go. On shows like this, do we do we still get a grade from Bill? Yeah, Ooh, always. I mean, even if he doesn't tell us in his mind, he's like, this is a C-. minus. He's judging. C-. We're like a D, I think, at best. Yeah. But, uh, hey, Preston and Steve, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. Yes. Hopefully with uh, camp out totals. Um, but uh, we have to do um, all the stuff that we normally do, like the Tattoos Day. Uh, you can text the word tattoo to 39333, and you can enter to win a $350 certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, we'll do that giveaway in just a little bit, so this is your last chance to do that. We're done with traffic, um, but we do have to do this. Um, we're going to do a lesson question for today. Uh, we'll take a... Uh, We'll take the the answer off air, and uh, whoever answers the question correctly will win a pair of tickets to see Home Alone, featuring renowned composer John Williams. Nick, you and I completely forgot that he was the one who scored the film. Yeah, it's a really brilliant score, and uh, of course it's a brilliant score because it's John Williams, and Chris Columbus directed Home Alone, and he also directed the first two Harry Potter movies, and John Williams did the music for those as well. You know what? Some people call it a charming and delightful score, and it's going to be performed live to picture by the Philadelphia Orchestra at Verizon Hall, and that's going to be on November 25th. Holiday fun for the entire family. Tickets for all three shows November 25th through the 27th are on sale right now at philorc.org. Your question to answer is this. We replayed the conversation with Adam McKay earlier this morning. Adam McKay's next biopic will be about four hours long and will highlight the career of which former Philadelphia athlete? Adam McKay's next biopic will be about four hours long and will highlight the career of which former Philadelphia athlete? All right, Kathy, caller number seven. Seven to 215 263 WMMR, and you will win those tickets to see Home Alone. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, what's going on this morning, Steve? Well, former presidential hopeful Andrew Yang's decision to run for mayor of New York City has refocused attention on a strong position against circumcision. However, Yang is saying he would support circumcision if it meant removing dickhead Mayor Bill de Blasio. (laughs) Oh, my God. Rob Kardashian revealing in an interview with Us Magazine that 2021 will be the year he becomes the best version of himself. Rob says the metamorphosis might be hard to discern because the best version of Rob Kardashian will appear to be a substandard version of just about everybody else. (laughs) 
And finally, season 25 bachelor Matt James telling Hollywood Life that his perfect woman is someone he can empower. James explains that he really wants a woman he can empower in the butt. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, our guest in our studio we're happy to have here. She's a tiny little thing. Welcome, Lucia the Chihuahua, <laughs> to our show this morning. Hey, no. no, actually, she's being accompanied by Margaret Jones. I'm her service human. Her service human. <laughs> yes. I like that. She's a good girl. Uh, she's adorable. She's, she's uh, you got her in February, you said? Yes. Was yes. she a puppy? Or? She's, I mean, she's, she's about, a baby. Uh, she's a baby. She's about uh, six months or so. Like, wow. a, But we're not exactly sure. She's a rescue, so we don't really know. But, uh, yeah, she's she's lovely. Love the rescue and love the whole, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they're... They're adorable. I, I, there's something just soothing about, you know, dogs and, and a dog like that that you just kind of hold and snuggle all the time with. It feels with. good. Yeah. When she's in my lap, I always, it's so warm. Like, I'm like, did I pee? Yeah. Like, I, I, I have that. My dog, like, when the pet lays down on you for a while, it's like, is this unnaturally warm? Yeah. Or did, did they I pee? pee on me? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little older, so it could, you know, those muscles could and be real relaxed. She's about the size of a stain, so. Yeah, so that would make sense. Yeah. You know, I feel like I ruined my cats by holding them constantly. Now I think that they want to be up at at eye level, yes. so they don't ever want to spend time on the ground. So right. they're up on top of everything mm. all the time. Yeah, it's a power position because then they can see over their kingdom. Yeah, so that that's what she she's very used to being up high. Yeah, no, it's it, and traveling uh, on planes and stuff, uh, all, all good. Very good, yeah, and yeah. Um, she's very quiet. And uh, so I mean, it's it's great. I mean, she hasn't gotten to that sort of like yappy stage. Maybe she won't. We'll oh, I, see. I think she's probably good. Do you, do you get the disdainful look from other travelers sometimes when you come on board? Or is everyone pretty cool? I don't know because I have such a disdainful look. People are generally like scared. They're like scared it's of the old Asian lady. Even... They're not going to even say anything. So the angry old Asian lady. You know? So is is your love for dogs the reason why you were the poodle on the mass Singer? I don't know. Well, I or did they choice. pick that for you? They they picked me. They said I could either be the poodle or I could be the alien. And, uh, yes, because I love dogs, I wanted to be the poodle. Okay, I think you chose wisely. <laughs> uh, it's a weird concept on that show. And it, it, it took off. It was, uh, it was the show originally from South, South Korea? South Korea. So, okay. uh, the, the, uh, yeah, the very, very cheap costumes in South Korea. They just have, like, they trace your hand on a paper plate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Tucky, the Tucky. <laughs> it's really silly. Um, there's, it's also, there's also a Thai version. The Thai costumes are very, very nice. Um, I think they copied a lot of the costumes from the Thai version. Okay. Because you saw some similarities there. But uh, yeah, it was really, it was a crazy show to and they didn't let you use auto-tune. I live and die by auto-tune. Well, you have, but you, you actually have a band, and you, you have sort of like a, it's a sort of a progressive sound, right? Yes, well, okay. I try. Yeah. So here's the question, and, and our assumption is when you were underneath that mask mm -hmm. and, and singing, yeah. uh, that the audio was too good to be live. It was live. Was what? It live? Yeah, that's what was so stressful. And they put you in a precarious position doing all the choreography. Like, I had to be lowered from the stage. I'd never done that before. We didn't rehearse. So I was like 50 feet above the audience and I'm trying to time out. Like, I was so scared. Wow. But, you know, they actually did not help you at all uh, with the audio, which made it quite terrifying. Okay. So, so then there was a, there must have been a microphone inside the mask. No, they didn't even Really? Like the mask, you had to hold your mic from. I mean, they they really were trying to figure out who was the best singer. Yeah, <laughs> because we we sort of had to sort of endure these trials, and I I was I I I had a rough time. Well, okay. you are a singer, you are a, mu a musician, yes. and so so with this, uh, my presumption is that the 
from and I now I stand corrected. And I guess Casey, you're, Me you're too, right. Yeah, that that the audio was too good to be recorded within the hollowed out mask. No, it just sounded too good. It was, and I figured it was pre-recorded. But no. now now the competition actually makes sense because it's like if they're just pre-recorded, they're just standing out there in a costume. Yeah, but yeah. but you're saying no, you had to really. We had to really sing, and wow. that's why you know the people that really were were shining are you know of course of course the big pros. Right. Um, and then. Uh, you know, they, especially I think Donnie Osmond, just because he was so good with the movement right. and, and running around and mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff. You know, that to me was I was like I watched him and I was like that that's got to be some real pro, real <laughs> right, like a yeah. child star. So turn. you didn't know, you we guys didn't, didn't know. know because we fear that you would tip the hand, right? Yes, and we were all uh, sometimes we were on set in the mask and the other masks were around, but there were uh, different actors in the mask. Uh. So you actually were never on set with the actual. Celebrity. The only time was I did smell marijuana, and I was like, "Oh, that's Tommy Chong." <laughs> Tommy that Chong. was the only time yeah. I was like, "I could smell it." That's a safe bet. I have to ask you. I mean, the show comes on, and everyone's like, "What is this thing?" And I remember seeing the uh, the teaser for it. I guess around maybe the Super Bowl or whatever. And the show just took off. Yeah, it exploded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it, did, were, were you? I mean, after was there was there a, a big uptick in Margaret Show Love after the show? <laughs> I guess so because I think people were so excited about who is it who's yeah. in there. Yeah, and um, I think that 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 was what was really fun about it. You know, I was I was caught up in it. I didn't know who anybody was in their masks either. So. A lot of times, these shows that they come from from South Korea or come from Japan. They're, I love them. They're, they're, yeah. they're great. They're so crazy and so over the top. But I, I, I thought to myself, is this one going to port? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it did. It, yeah. Just, yeah, it caught me off guard. Yeah. I thought that they gave away too many clues. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's how I was able to guess you. I think San Francisco was one of the mm-hmm. one of them. And I, you know, I can't remember exactly because I, I watched the whole thing. And I really, really did enjoy it. But I'm like, oh, man, they're, they're totally giving this away. Yeah. 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 But then I, I, I had some misconceptions, too. Like, I, I fully, completely thought that the alien was Paris Hilton. I was really, <laughs> really just, yeah. I was really invested. In do, do, do you know this was actually that there were there were um, there were cash bets that, that, that you know the people mm-hmm. there was there was money being bet on who was who and I, believe I guess out even in Vegas or wherever they they allow bets of that, bets of that nature. Huh. That's mm-hmm. a crazy guy. But the T Pain, he's the one who ended up winning, and I was like a little bit bummed out because I'm like, oh man. I don't feel like he's famous enough. <laughs> but, you know, I thought everybody else was, was definitely gettable, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's my own fault for not knowing enough about T-Pain. Well, he was, I think what, what was really smart about him is that he did a lot of choices with songs that you wouldn't expect him to sing. Mm-hmm. And also, without without kind of the way that his voice is recorded, because he's somebody that uses a lot of, like, effects and auto-tune. auto-tune. And yeah. so you, you never heard sort of that naked voice, which I think is really impressive. Do you get to make your own selection, song-wise? Um, somewhat. Uh, I actually had um, a hard time because uh, they they had sort of run out of song choices for me, and okay. the next song I was going to do was really scary, which is Hoser's T- <laughs> Take Me to Church, which I can't sing. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. And I was really like, oh gosh, I hope I get voted off. <laughs> so I was saved at the last minute. Last second. Uh, I was so excited in, in announcing you and uh, Lucia being here that I failed to mention that you're calling your tour the fr- Fresh Off the Bloat tour? Yes, because I retain a lot of water. Okay. And also Asian. Very Asian. Asian. Very Asian. I'm just going to tell everybody, you know, you remember me from Crazy Rich Asians and uh, Fresh Off the Boat. I'm in all those shows. You know, I'm uh, in everything. You're Stop good. Think about sure. this, though. For I'm it. so good in everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know you reunited with the cast of uh, All American Girl. Yes. Recently. Uh, which is very cool. I, I enjoyed that show a lot when it was on for, for the, the, the time that it was on. And I'm like... 
I, listen, the time passes and it is what it is, but uh, as you look at these shows now that are having success and going, what the F? Oh, no, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm so glad, you know, because I will get a job on all of them at some point. <laughs> There's not that many of us to go around. Right. So it's really exciting. <laughs> I actually really am very, very excited. And uh, for my masked singer buddy, Ken Jeong, yeah. who um, I'm actually his sister on his TV show, Dr. Ken, from um, ABC. Right. So it was like... It was so. It's always great to see other Asian Americans working, and and so now there's there's more than ever. So I love it. Well, I, lo- I, I love I love I love uh, Asian cinema, and uh, you were just was it the was it the was it uh, the, the, a big uh, festival? You were just is that where you reunited yes. with the cast? Uh, it was the Asian American. Uh, a film festival in Los Angeles, and we have with the twenty five year anniversary, which is really shocking um, to think about. But it, when we watched the episode, we realized, oh, it's been twenty five years because all the men had bobs, you know that nineties <laughs> right. like bob, yeah, yeah. which we haven't seen since the nineties. So I was like, oh yeah, it's been a while. There you go. <laughs> well, you're 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 good friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino, yes. And, and Quentin Tarantino freely admits that a lot Hong Kong cinema mm. was what informed his early days of, of film yeah. adoration. Mm-hmm. And does he ever, and you're a big film fanatic as well. Yes. Does, yes. does he ever consult with you on stuff he's doing? Because he has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out. Yes. And does he ever, do you ever guys ever trade notes or Well, anything? he helped me a lot uh, because uh, the last big action movie that I did was called Bright, the big Will Smith yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Netflix movie. movie. I like that. And, uh, well, I die in it. So he, he gave me some pointers on dying. Okay. Which okay. is you got to go onto the set uh, kind of a, about 10 or 15 minutes before everybody else and then just lay there dead. Really? So you have to be dead like a good long time before you can convincingly portray it. Wow. But fortunately, my um, stunt double who did all of the stunts in Kill Bill, she's an amazing, amazing stunt double, and she uh, was kind enough to die on her face, so I didn't have to actually be dead. So it's actually not me, it's a dummy. Uh, Well, it's really, I I love you, like, and you've worked with John Woo, one of my absolute all-time favorite Mm -hmm. uh, directors who, like, I mean, if if you're a fan of John Wick, John Wick owes so much to John Woo's uh, uh, cinema stuff, so uh, what was that like? He's amazing, and uh, when you work with John Woo, it's like this, um, you're in, obviously, an action movie, so everybody in in the action movie has stunts, so you are Working alongside your stunt double, which is basically the physically perfect version of you. <laughs> if you could get it together and bring your food in a bag and like meal prep and work out every right, day. Right. So it's actually very depressing. You're, you're better doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Because they're just the perfect, if you were perfect. And so I was really upset. That's, or does it serve as incentive? Well, I, I just ended up eating... Um, pie in my trailer with John Travolta. <laughs> like, I would actually, actually go to his trailer, and he and I... Well, he... One time, I saw him eat an entire nine-inch boysenberry pie with a fork. No plates, no knives. Wow. Just the whole pie. Wow. And so I gained so much weight in that movie that they had to add a fat panel in the back of my costume. They had to extend it about three inches because I just ate pie. This is a face-off, right? Face-off. Yeah. Right, which is wow. which is a, a, a cool movie. Now, the word is, is that John, we actually had him on for, for one of his films one time. It was, it was a great uh, honor. But he would assign different gun sounds for different people. Did, mm. did you get a gun sound? I, uh, yeah, because my, well, I had to have it recreated because my gun sound would be like, pew. Okay. okay. I look so stupid with a gun. I mean, yeah. I look like a, a panda with a gun. I look just dumb. Right. I'm not supposed to carry one. But right, right. for some reason in these movies, I, I always have to. Yeah, that's part of the deal. <laughs> so that's cool. What about you as, as far as, you know, with all the stuff going on? 
uh, and and the film work you do. Any would would you have any desire to direct and to do that as well? Being, I would being love the film to. fan that you are, I would love yeah. to. I think it's really. I mean, to me, it's 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 really an exciting thing. That's a very '90s thing with all the actors would be like. I just want to direct. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to wear a parka. <laughs> I don't want to wear makeup and wear a parka. That's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. That's cool. Um, so, so with with the tour and fresh off the 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 bloat, um, I know you're 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 out and about and trying out uh, material. Are you? Do you when you do material and you and you accrue material? Now is the big goal always to push for a special when you're you know I mean we are, yeah because yeah. you I mean I've done so many of them but most of those were kind of before. Uh, like when they were on video. That, that, well, that's what I was thinking because now it, it, everybody we get through here is is always in a process. So mm-hmm. uh, all the comedians and it's, and we love it. It's great. It's mm-hmm. a good time for comedy. Mm-hmm. But now there's a different mindset. It, yes. it, it, it's it's honing for honing, the special and then having it, you know also everything is so topical. Yeah. Because right now I'm doing a lot of material about the college admissions scandal. Mm-hmm. So it's a very <laughs> it, it blew our mind. It's, it's it, and I cute. and I love it. I'm waiting for the extended. Docudrama, right? Uh, so, so what's your what's your take without betraying material? Well, but what's your take on uh, Asian people are really horrified because their whole like life is all about like going to college. I'm the only Asian American in the world to not go to college, so this is like a very. So my parents are like, "How can they? Do? No, they're so horrified." No, and I had to remind them that there were some Chinese families also that were caught up in the college admission scandal, giving lots of money, and my parents don't believe it. They're like, "Oh no, that was just donation." <laughs> no, they were, no, they just wanted to have a new swimming pool. No, they can't believe that Asian people would cheat, but Asian yeah. people love cheating. It's frustrating also because they, you know, they, they bring in the fact that, that Harvard's going through a big scandal now because they've, mm. they've been blocking out Asian students. Yeah. So there's there's this this whole dynamic that goes on. It's crazy. And, you know, but it's like the, the old school way used to be. Uh, I forget who it was, uh, you know, maybe it was, it was an Ice Cube or maybe it was, I forget it was, but he was boasting about his daughter getting into school, but mm-hmm. the, the regular way, but he failed to mention that he don't, there's like the the Ice Cube Center, you know, that's on the college <laughs> campus, so, but that's the old way, but this yeah. this whole thing of, of it just seems so bizarre, mm-hmm. you know, that and, it, and, and so, so crazy duplicitous that people are claiming that they're on teams that they don't. You know, or, or right. getting sports scholarships to sports they don't even know how to play. I know. Yeah. It's 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 really crazy. And it's so, you know, it's it's one of those things we're just watching it play out and I think it's so interesting. When you did your impression of your parents just now, it reminded me of your impression of Kim Jong un and Kim <laughs> Jong il, which you did on uh, on Thirty Rock. Yes. Is it basically the same impression? It's basically the same because you know, I tried to do one that was like of them. Exactly, but their uh, their images are so tightly controlled. I don't know what they sound like. Yeah, they're very. They're, it's crazy. You just don't know. Did you? You were nominated for an Emmy for that, did you? Yeah, yeah. That's which is crazy too, because I was only on <laughs> on screen for about forty two seconds. It's so, so good. Really, like, looking at the pictures of Margaret, <laughs> yeah. and, oh and it takes uh, less to turn me into that than what you see here today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just it's just me with no makeup. It's it, I'm I'm perpetually. Fascinated by, by listen, and obviously we know it's horrific. But any documentaries or anything on North Korea, mm-hmm. it, it it it's it's it takes what 
Orwell had had envisioned and mm-hmm. ups the ante tenfold. Oh, yeah. It's astonishing. I mean, the things, even down to the fact that Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il never defecate. Or the, right. those bizarre things. Or the, that <laughs> Preston, this story that he played golf and got 18 holes in one. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and, Very crazy. Yeah, you know, it's but it's just, it's an amazingly... Bizarre. bizarre. It's like our fascination with serial killers. It's a, right. It's just... We can't comprehend it. Well, the prison system is very strange, too, because if you go to prison there, you don't go alone. You go with your uh, three generations. So your parents, if they're still alive, and your children. Wow. So it's it's a very strange, so it's like a, a terrible vacation <laughs> that you have to go, like a family reunion <laughs> right. every time. I had no idea. Yeah, it's wow. awful. It's wow. awful. I have a question about uh, Korean American and, and uh, maybe uh, those who are just a generation off from uh, from being here in America or mm-hmm. maybe who are straight from Korea and live here. There, there are groups, are, the, the golf course that I play at regularly, there are groups of Koreans that come out and they play together. Yes. Korean Americans. And um, they don't seem happy. <laughs> they're not the happiest they're playing people. playing golf, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, but, but they're very, stressed. Yeah, is really? they're stressed out. Okay. They're very stressed, they're very stressed out? out because, uh, well, I think it, 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 the reason golf is so popular in Korea is that it's really expensive. So they're very into like status kind of conscious, like, very conspicuous consumption. Okay. So, um, and, you know, golf is, like, a very stressful thing because it's, like, I think it's, like, $2,000 a month to join a golf club okay. in Korea. So here it's somewhat less than that. So they're, they're but they think that they think that they're spending money doing okay. it and they're stressed. And so that's okay. the stress. So stress. With, okay. with, like, crazy rich Asians and yes. the, and that, that obvious, con, you know, wealth and consumption and all that stuff, they, yeah. that's, that's part, that's a similar cultural vibe. Yeah, but nobody has that much money. They just want to appear that they <laughs> appear do. Oh, they're stressed yeah. out about the payments. Okay. <laughs> they're really just stressed people. They're just a stressed, just stressed people. Okay. Yes. Hey, Margaret, I'm looking here on a sheet that says you're in a movie, and I looked, it's in production right now, so I don't know what that means, but it's called Undateable John. Oh, yes! So the thing about this is um, we have our, our station's concert tomorrow with Joan Jett mm-hmm. and the Blackhearts, and mm-hmm. she's in this movie. Yes, she's amazing in that movie. Oh. Um, she plays a, a very troubled homeless woman and she is so good she's like she that's one of her untapped talents yeah. is acting and i mean she's an incredible force Are in you guys music friends? yeah yeah oh, i i great. love yeah. her i love her and i i've been a, a fan my entire life and I sh- i'm lucky enough to to be friends with her and she's just amazing but she's she's a really great actress and i wish she would act more but she's always touring are you able to come tomorrow because I, I, I think she plays she early enough. Yeah, yeah i think, yeah. I, think I, will, I will be there we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely arrange it yeah, no, she's she's awesome. What 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 came first for you? Uh, love of music and and interest in music or comedy? Well, I started I I started singing at about four years old, and then I was in a little Korean band at five, and then I was fired because we were on television, and I sang, and I wouldn't stop looking in the camera. So it was like that Cindy Brady thing yeah, where yeah. they just like stuck looking at the camera. So um, I got fired, uh, and then um, I started doing comedy when I was about uh, fourteen. Do you, you, wow. child star. Do you know what's bizarre here? So and I freely admit it on the air. I, I had to reveal this a, a couple of weeks ago that I, I, I saw the BTS performance on, on SNL. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh, what is this? And then about two minutes into it, I go, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> and, and then I must have watched that performance a hundred times. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, they are, right? It's so good. Okay. It's so good. And I the mean, synchronization yes. and the whole deal. And I'm it's a incredible. sucker for it. I it's incredible. Yeah. Because they're just, I mean, it, they're, it's beyond sort of like 
any kind of thing that we're used to. But yeah. I love K-pop is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really and it's a huge thing. And over here, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Selling out uh, full venues and stuff like that. And yeah. It seems to run. I think it's like it's like guys admitting they like cats now. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. okay now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. K-pop is like it's you know next level boy band, girl band. You know, with Blackpink also being hugely popular. Right, right. It, yeah, it's incredible. It is. It is wild. So, yes. uh, what So with your band and your. Your music, what's what's the status of that? Or you have well, time to work on it? Yeah, well, I'm in a very, like now I'm in a band, I'm in the Red Room Orchestra where we do um, soundtracks of Twin Peaks and uh, Big Lebowski and ah. uh, lots of very high-minded stuff. So, you know, I'm old now, so I joined an orchestra. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, it's still very, it's very spirited and really exciting. I love that Twin Peaks music. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Uh, we actually used to, that was actually, uh, there was a single we used to play on, on DRE years ago. Probably Falling. Yeah, yes. Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it's beautiful music. It's yeah. the Angela Bedalamenti. And, right. And yeah, all of David Lynch is an amazing, just the way that he thinks. And he, he it's like the whole thing. Like with Quentin Tarantino, Quentin makes a movie, but first he makes a mixtape. Does he? And then he makes the movie from the mixtape. That's, That's how he cool. works it out. Very cool. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. All right. Thank you, Margaret. It's great to see you. Thank you. Enjoy your time in Philly. Margaret Show. Yeah. Helium Comedy Club. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve are out today. Preston's sick with the flu. Steve taking a rest day. Uh, and hopefully they will be back tomorrow. And if they do come back tomorrow, we will have the campout totals from uh, Camp Out for Hunger 2022, our 25th anniversary. And uh, if they, if Preston is uh, not able to recover from the flu, we will uh, push those totals off until he is uh, able to be here. And... Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope he's back here tomorrow uh, because I'm just chomping at the bit to uh, to hear these totals. you have any idea? I have zero clue. But I, what I do know is that I had a couple of checks uh, uh, in my briefcase that were somewhere in the neighborhood altogether about $5,000. So wow. uh, it's an extra $5,000 of donations to fill abundance that are un counted for that wouldn't have been accounted for today so um i i think we no matter what we had a, a successful year this year a lot of corporate donations i got to see you know it was a full camp out so we got to see a lot more people in the tent uh that um the previous two years weren't able to see so uh and food trucks and fireworks was such a huge event right. i'm hoping uh that uh, we surpassed the previous year but cool. you know it, whatever we raised uh is going to go to great use absolutely immediately by the way, you kids did a great job on your own today. Aww, you even got you. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Kathy was beating herself up earlier. No, no. Uh, need like for off that. air, she was slamming her head into the table. No. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I, I just came from Bill Weston's office. A plus for all of you. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> yeah, I told you it was going to be okay, Kathy. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. There you go. A plus. A plus. Well, um, listen. It is Tuesday, and that means it is a tattoos day. 
And we are going to award a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing to Josh Greenwalt. And Josh is from Media, Pennsylvania. That's Delco. So we're going to award 50 points to Delco for that one. Uh, Preston is Steve's show presented uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or you can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Uh, Pierre, the double shot Tuesday today. Right. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, we will have uh, a, a little concert announcement and some giveaway for tickets for that. Also, we will have Workforce Blocks of Heart and Ozzy and The Cure. Uh, and I also wanted to mention that on Thursday, we will uh, replay an interview. Well, we haven't played it yet, but I went down to Washington a few weeks ago and interviewed Brandon Flowers from The Killers. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, and got a, a really nice long visit with him, and I've wanted to talk to him for so long. I just love his you voice. You never talked to him before? No. Oh, well, have that's surprising. Uh, I... I feel like we have many, many, many. I mean, years you guys ago. had so many guests on, but they weren't doing interviews for a long, long time. Uh, so this took a while, um, uh, and he couldn't have been nicer. And uh, so we will rerun that. Well, we will run it for the first time on Thursday at two o'clock. Nice. Uh, well, listen, I um, I don't necessarily I don't sit in this seat very often, so I don't know. <laughs> it's protocol wise. Music? Uh, no, it's um, what do we do? The um, because I, I have a letter. Letter of the day? Yeah. You want yeah. me to do that? All right, let's do that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, so it's going to be a four-letter word because we didn't do a letter yesterday, right? Uh, right. So today, uh, Tuesday, the Preston Steve was brought to you by the letter... R, as in robot. All right, it's going to be a four-letter word. And uh, so R is your first letter, and you could win a $500 gift card from Joseph Anthony Retreat and Salon. And that is the gift that you cannot go wrong with. A, it's a gift card to Joseph Anthony Retreat, Spa, and Salon. Visit any of their three locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, or Center City, where you can purchase online at josephanthony.com, your true retreat from the everyday. So I did that. And then what do we do? I think that's, uh, <laughs> then you just say rage on, unless there's sponsors you have to thank. I do have, to, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I do have there's to do that. Sponsors we'd like to thank. <laughs> All right, the Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Elmwood Park Zoo. Wild Lights at Elmwood Park Zoo opening this Friday. Info at epzwildlights.com. Also brought to you by Duncan. The Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan and Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. So that is our Tuesday show tomorrow. Uh, if Preston and Steve are here, we will get you those campout totals. Also, uh, we're going to talk to, uh, it's Wednesday, so we'll go live on Fox Good Day. Cool. And hopefully, if they're here, we'll talk to Chris Hansen. Nice. Uh, he is the Catch the Predator guy, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, Nick, during our show today, you interviewed Jack McBrayer. Yes. And we will uh, post that interview up on PrestonSteve.com. We will, yeah. He's got a, a new kid's show that he's talking about. It's not that new. It's actually season number two. Uh, but a uh, really nice conversation with Jack, you know, from uh, Wreck-It Ralph and 30 Rock. So we'll post that up on our website later today or tomorrow. All right. So everybody, keep uh, Preston in your prayers. Let's hope that, that he rebounds and he's back tomorrow because I don't do this uh, very well. You did a great you job. Did fine. Oh, thank you. You very much. A plus. I'm also not pressing, so I won't say Ray John because that's his thing that he says. What's your thing? Uh, <laughs> do I have a thing? I don't know. I don't I'm have not, a thing. Hurry up, come up with Keep something. in touch with yourself. <laughs> you be in touch, so we'll be in touch. That's All right. Perfect. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>